Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Radio Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Brazos Landing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And a lot to, uh, a lot to go over today. A lot of things to get into. Great guests are lined up. But uh, as we broke the news Friday, Cam Stewart making the move over from our 12 to 2 show. Now, we'll all be broadcasting from the uh, Foster Pavilion Plaza tomorrow, and that'll be very exciting leading up to the Texas Tech game. But, um, Cam, let's make it official. Let's do it. And we appreciate uh, appreciate you being there in a timely fashion. I know <laughs> you have prepared, probably over-prepared for today. You know, I tend to go the other direction on that, but uh, appreciate all that you're bringing. And um, I do know you'll want to react to this uh, this NFC winning the Pro Bowl 64-59. Boy, to do I have thoughts. I have thoughts. Yeah, major, major stuff we need to react to on that front. But, Cam, what, what has it been like today? Because I know even though you had different, you had more time on your plate, you've been over covering news conferences and covering, you know, the Scott Drew, the aftermath of the other night's craziness. Uh, how, have, how are you settling into your new schedule? I feel like a true mover and shaker now, Matt, now that I have mm-hmm. your name attached to me. I go in, they hold the door open for me at the Foster now. They offer me drinks and stuff. They know I'm associated with Matt Mosley and the Matt Mosley Show. So, yeah, I've, I've had some time this morning to, you know, get a get an email signature. That took a couple hours to, to put that in my email, uh, my new email, and uh, went over to the press conference listening to Scott Drew. And, I mean, you, you know Scott pretty well. He didn't have a lot to say about this officiating situation. That happened on Saturday night, but uh, that's because he's just humble. It's not because there wasn't mass atrocities committed by that officiating crew Saturday. Yeah, I mean that's pretty strong. I think that word's pretty strong, but it was. Uh, I don't know. It was rough. Uh, it was a rough scene. Ward and I were there. You were monitoring everything as you do, and. Um, I tell you, I, I am I am ready to to uh, soon see you in that Foster, just making your way around there as you do, and monitoring everything closely. I'm sure Scott and the whole gang were happy to see you over there today. Oh, I can so, feel it. Yeah, yeah, and I uh, I feel it, man. Every single day, and people will be. I think for the most part, I mean, I think a lot of the Baylor athletics officials and all do listen to our show. I know the coaches love my show. But I, th- I think they're going to be monitoring it a little closer now that uh, Cam Stewart has joined up. They seem to just kind of think that Aaron and I are okay being left to our own devices. I think the Bears will uh, they'll kind of ke- peek in on Cam from time to time. Now, Cam, what was the uh, your your thoughts the other night? I got to say, at halftime, 
when we think 320, let's get hot and heavy into reaction. I, I want to play at some point what Mac Rhodes had to say. I thought that was pretty oh, yeah. interesting. Um, I've reached out today, and I want to make sure because I got to say the commissioner of this conference was down there courtside, and he is really at least for the first half. By the way, I, yeah. I had a picture. I looked. I don't know if you were were looking at that in the second half, Matt, but his seat was empty. Yeah, John yeah. said that that was his plan to catch the first half How of the convenient. game. How convenient! And then... How convenient! <laughs> and then magically well, the wheels fall off, but from his employees, his subcontractors. In the second half. Mm. Well, they were the. By the way, some of his staffers were up there sitting with us in the media. So they they were there the entire second half. So I, I do not know. Now, now so Brett gets been back known. He could. Well, certainly in a hurry. But Brett, for all we know, Brett could have been up meeting a few people or going up. Those those suites up high are kind of nice. I love that that Jim Turner area, kind of midcourt. I have now infiltrated that sideline club a couple times. Now, that is neat. Classic that, Mosley. That, uh, that Jeff Price Club, Jeff and Kara Price Club, nice club over there. Although that one, that one the host kind of told me. <laughs> I tried to, tried to kind of, you, you know, because Jeff Price, who gave all the money for that, is a longtime buddy of mine. And I tried to kind of <laughs> use that. <laughs> And she, mm. she was. Uh, she told me maybe it was time to return to my area, which is fine. Um, <laughs> I kind of got a kick out of it. I told, I, but man, what a! I, I say that to say that there are some really cool areas of that pavilion. Now, I got to see the president, President Livingstone, at halftime, and everybody's just having a good time. Yeah, they threw the ball in right before the half and hit that crazy bank shot. I think Scott's getting tired of that, right? All these bank yeah, shots. Yeah, that people in are fact, in. he's calling for modifications in the new arena. <laughs> that it, the glass only seems to work for the other team. You know, my – yeah, I'm, I don't suggest you do this, but my response would be like, Scott, can we get the – let's get the cameras fixed before we start to work <laughs> yeah, on let's, the back. Yeah, let's worry board. about that part first. Because yeah. I – I know everybody wants that to go away, but I, I, everybody, and I go to a lot of these games, and Cam, you, you do as well. So we, we, and we're not like wired. I mean, you are a little more wired than I am to complain about things oh, or yeah. notice things like that. I'm a good but complainer. But. That, that is, that is noticeable by everyone, even non Baylor people, and that's constantly what's brought up to me. But, I think in time that will get taken care of. But I'm talking to, to President Livingstone at halftime. Everybody's just feeling good about things. They're playing great. I mean, I it's like it just, it just seemed to be in control. And there was nothing other than that number 10 that made me think, well, Iowa State's going to go on a big roll. Well, it was like it, it wasn't like a, your typical when you see a big run in college basketball – you see some some good defense. You see some transition buckets. It's not normally based on like a bunch of technicals. And I got to say, and I think this happened to the Baylor team and everybody involved over there. Like I I was so involved, Cam, with watching all the craziness and Scott getting kicked out, and then Mac walks him through the tunnel, and and everybody's booing and going crazy. That I just kind of, it's because it, at one point it was like 60, 
four, let's say, to 51. Or, you know, still, mm-hmm. when all that stuff started going down, it was fine. It was like, it was like when the first technical, but then I think we all got caught up in just the craziness of that. And I finally looked down at some point, and I swear it, it seemed like it only took about three minutes. And the, it's 64 to 60. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, what, what happened? Like, what, what happened here? And I think it's a good lesson. I mean, I again, Coach Jacobs and A.B. and the staff did an incredible job of calming everything down and kind of turning the tide. But... I I honestly, again, Baylor people are, by the most part, well-behaved and all that. But when I looked up and it was like 61-54 them, Iowa State, Cam, I started kind of worrying about, like, what was going to happen in the final minute if Baylor lost and what were going to happen to those officials. And, like, the kids, the students were – they were worked up down there. When they would do those replays, Baylor was sending extra security. And I like that skinny, bald-headed guy. I like that guy. He's like, Cam, you're I mean, look, connected. his name is Aaron, Matt. He has a name. No, not our not our producer. <laughs> not, not, not our Aaron. Not Aaron Sexton. <laughs> that guy that, like, handles Baylor events or something. You just like the way I, he handles things? I got to say, he kind of... Because he, he handles, like, all the T-shirt throwing and all the stuff that's happening during the game. But then, when all heck is breaking loose, he jumps over there behind the replay and is kind of trying to control the students. That's a soldier, like, I man. Think that, a soldier I think right that there. guy's kind of an underrated Baylor official. Anybody can text in if they're listening. Who is that? Because I always see him down there, and I think, I like that guy. I think that guy's good. And then, by the way, Cam. They were going over there, and I won't name names, Ashley. Uh, they were going over there and warning people courtside. I think the courtside folks were getting worked up, too. But Oh, yeah. Kim, were you kind of concerned, like, of what that scene could have looked like had Baylor not turned the tide? Because that I think that was getting ugly. I think that was getting really ugly uh, and and those those chants of refs, you suck, which I which, was partaking in. By the way, I have to own up to that. I mean, I that's Baylor fans don't normally. I I see the students doing that, but I think that thing started to get going throughout the entire arena. Oh, it and did. That's oh, not yeah. that's not very typical of the Bears. No, which I think I thought it was a good thing because I'll say this, Matt. I mean, that that did happen. It was very loud. You could probably hear it on TV, the refs, you suck chant. And I had, you know, three little girls in matching dresses doing it right next to me. They were they were chanting stop, it, too. Stop. <laughs> um, but not... it, it happened for a couple of minutes while this terrible officiating was still going on. And I don't know if you felt that that sense, too, but the 20 to nothing run was kind of over. And the Baylor fans were kind of like, OK, let's move past this. And get back into the game. And when the fans got back into the game, which was with, you know, seven or eight minutes left, there's still a bunch of time, uh, the team got back into the game and turned it around. Because I think that's that's kind of the impressive part of this, is not only did it feel like Baylor was going to get cheated out of a great performance and, and, and the win from a great performance, but they not only had the refs go against them, but then they had that 20 to nothing run without their head coach 
and were able to turn it around. So I I loved the atmosphere Saturday, Matt. And look, if that game was played in Aggieland or maybe out in Lubbock, maybe I would have thought you know about their safety a little bit more. But yeah, you know that's I mean that's I, I'm, yeah I'm I'm mostly complimenting. And again, I would I I you're right. I think there would have been plenty of security and all that, but it. I've just, and we'll talk more about this in this next segment because you did some homework on this lead official and on that crew, and and I always I always draw the line at like occasionally there have been horrible stuff and death threats to like the um, John who's the famous Big Twelve official Higgins. John Higgins yeah. messed up a, a Final Four call one time and it may have involved UNC I'm trying to remember the whole thing but it was he he got it bad and he's a good official as, as cocky and as ridiculous as he is as much as he likes TV um, he's been he's always been a good official I really do think that even though I like you know getting on him and all that kind of stuff this was a rabbit ear situation and why like I don't what I don't quite understand is why Scott, who other than Bill Self, and I mean I don't know, Kelvin Sampson obviously has had a great career and is a great coach, but I Scott and Kelvin and Bill Self are kind of in a class of their own. Like I don't I feel like always, going back to Bob Knight and others, you know, those kind of Izzo, Coach K, like they're given even Mark Few at Gonzaga. Like, they're given a little different um, layer of protection down there to a certain extent. They'll, they might get one tech, but they're going to have to, like, run out on the court or do something yes. crazy yeah, throw to get tossed. Yeah. Not what Scott did, which is, like, barely get out. I mean, he was, like, on one knee or something. Like, he, I mean, whatever he was doing at the time was literally requesting for one of the officials to come over and explain something to him. And the guy from across, it wasn't even the guy over there near him. Who Scott was talking to or trying to yeah. get the attention of. Yeah. yeah, and it was a rabbit ear situation, and it got completely out. So we had two separate things going on. We had, like, really poor officiating, but we also had, like, like just poor management of the sideline. I mean, it was just kind of, like, crazy and and the other part was it was just like there's no flow to the game because everything was called yeah, 45 and fouls. you can't set a pick anymore apparently like there is no legal pick left no. in America like it's just it's just an automatic if you try to run a pick and roll your guy's going to get called for offensive foul well one thing we tried to eliminate and I think it's a good thing are all these charges you get like 10 charges a game and it was it was not fun to watch so most everything is a block now, but the new is a blocking foul. The new charge is the moving screen, and and it's just like, I mean, it's just sickening. Like, what do you want John want to John want to do? What do you want Macy to do? There are these monstrous dudes that are standing there trying to set a pick, and and it's like almost automatic. If they if you run if they if somebody runs into them. It's going to be an offensive foul. So anyway, there's two. To me, there's two different things. There's poor officiating on that front, and then there's like poor management of the game. But um, it's funny. 
Cam, you quickly kind of looked up and others looked up like this guy's history. Oh, yeah. But when there's a, something like this, you just hear more and more stories. And, um, and let's do that. Let's kind of let's visit about what happened. And then also, let's let's I mean, the, the crowd, the, the noise. I mean, they, they always do that decibel th- thing at um, at fog. And it is crazy loud there. I mean, it's a great place. But when when uh, Ray J or when when uh, none hit that bucket, mm. I mean, that was a different kind of wall of noise. And, and partially it's because uh, the fans did a great job and the venue is perfect for that kind of thing. Let's keep going down this path. Cam Stewart's initial day. So far, so good. Let us oh, hear from you. you on the text line. Give us some initial feedback to Cam. I know it. it it's kind of like going to the uh, the you know the corner after you box. Uh, Aaron's going to kind of give you some feedback here, and then our texters are going to kind of give you feedback, and then we'll we'll come out for round two next. Is that okay, Cam? That is so okay. I'm a boxer by trade, as in I've gone to some boxing classes before, and I'm a he's, big Rocky Marciano fan. He's a brawler, also a big Zumba guy. That's yeah. all next. Come join us live from Rudy's this Thursday for the Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday live from Rudy's and hear from baseball head coach Mitch Thompson and women's basketball head coach Nikki Collins. The Baylor Coaches Show, this Thursday from 6 till 7 p.m. is with John Morris, here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Announcing the $12 lunch menu Tuesday through Friday at the Brazos Landing. This menu is the most diverse in town. No matter what you're craving, it's a good bet. The Brazos Landing has an entree to satisfy your appetite. Check out the one-of-a-kind 8-ounce Akaushi burger or the 6-ounce Akaushi ribeye chicken fried steak. Their chili relleno is famous, and if seafood is on your mind, try the shrimp or crawfish etouffee. We're I-35 of the Brazos River meet the Brazos Landing, Waco. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. 
At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Is Matt Mosley, Cam Stewart alongside Aaron Sexton doing his thing all day. But he kind of, Cam, you'll notice Aaron paces himself a little bit. And uh, and then kind of the when the lights come on at three, Aaron just kind of like that's he saves all his energy for that finishing oh, yeah. kick. Yeah, the, and he did a little little tribute today with my first time on the Matt Mosley show full time. He he did a little Aerosmith, which is as he knows from from Marshfield, Massachusetts, about twenty minutes from where I grew up. So I I have to thank Aaron for that. That was very that was very nice tribute. Okay, now are you going to thank him for all his return music? Is this going to be a daily uh, if thing? If it's good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know what? When you work with Drake Toll and you see the, you hear the music that he has to be put up, I, I never take it for granted again, Matt. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I think for a lot of reasons, that name, we should leave that name out of your mouth for a little <laughs> while. <laughs> Don't want people getting the wrong idea now, Matt. Come on. <laughs> no, we've seen, we had him on recently. He had a fur coat on. And he's now with the all uh, oh, the team out there in Savannah, the Savannah Banana Organization. So we wish Drake well, and we know at some point I could see him showing up at the the Foster in that fur coat. That would be very, very Drake like. Now the other night, uh, our one of our new sponsors. Now they've been, I mean, we've we've had them on the station before, but man, I love them getting involved with the the John Morris Show and the Mosley Show. And that is uh, the Brazos Landing. 
Wow. I mean, that that's a – and you'll get a look at that, Cam. We're going to be doing Fat Tuesday show, live show from Oof. over there next uh, Tuesday. Fat Tuesday, I know you're big into that. And uh, that's going to be a that's going to be a fun time. But I, you know, I used to go when it was another restaurant, but they've kind of left that part of it. Like the bar is, they got like a couple of different bars, and they got gorgeous seating out by the water. They're on the Brazos. It was a pretty night the other night, and I got to say that is uh, that's a cool place to hang out before the game. Rebecca, Lindsay, and the whole gang do a really nice job over there. So keep that in mind. Uh, and then what I did is just walked over there, just walked over to the game. And uh, that's uh, camp. <laughs> that access road, those cars will kind of zoom in there yeah. next to you. But still, and I actually had the thought, if like, breeze. if somebody, if I had to, if I had to bell out, that to me, the river looks pretty full. Like the river. So, uh, but anyway, it's a, it's a good, I like that. I love looking down the river as I cross it. And then head over to the uh, to the arena, and the Foster was just in full lather. I mean, it was just it was really fun the other night. I mean, it was just there was a lot of excitement. But Cam, obviously, the big story is, and uh, Aaron, let me know if we have some of that. I, I kind of want to hear at some point that that to me was a major that was a major deal when Mac Rhodes at the at the end of the at the end of the uh, uh, Scott Drew news conference, just says, hey, I've got a word. He just kind of steps over to the side. I'd like to say. And, whoa. I mean, that that to me was a uh, – that was a big moment because I that he does not do things like that. I'm not saying he doesn't from time to time have some things to say, but to step up and do what he did. And I'm kind of waiting to see – like how the Big 12 is going to handle it because I I think they're going to feel pressure there's going to be some pressure to censor censure I think is the word C E N S H S U R E Yep there's um, the writer Matt Mosley coming up Yeah sorry I'm kind of letting you <laughs> see my show my work but I I feel like they they, if you if you call the refs out because he called them, he said it was an embarrassment, and he and again he reiterated that there are good, there's good officials, great officials in the conference, but he said that crew was embarrassing, and uh, man, I'm I'm anxious to uh, uh, to kind of see how the Big Twelve handles all this, and I've been kind of monitoring all that because I think people want like. Let's let's suspend the officials. But now, as you were doing your research, Cam, I mean mm-hmm. the, the this this if if this official were suspended for something, it would not be the first time, would it? No, it would not. And before I get into it, we would also not hear about it, Matt, because the conference will not divulge that information. The only way we would know if he's suspended for the rest of the season is just by keeping track of whether he officiates mm-hmm. a game this season. But yeah, um, you go back to the great year of 2011. Uh, he was suspended by Conference USA for the rest of the season after a game in, in February, late February. So it was only a couple of weeks, but the the sentiment remains. Uh, with legendary coach Tim Floyd, a guy who had coached in the NBA, was at UTEP at the time. And the story is kind of vague from the El Paso Times, but it just sounds a lot like from what we saw, what we heard and saw on Saturday. It was 
an ejection of Tim Floyd that felt kind of out of nowhere, and no one could really. It was one of those where he must he he must have said something. But you and I know we've watched a, enough sports that really you have to say something really really bad to not have a tantrum go along with it and get ejected from a game. Um, so that's that's what happened in 2011. Uh, he also ejected Jerry Stackhouse from a game last year uh, while he was coaching Vanderbilt, um, and. It was again, kind of a kind of again, kind of the parallels from what we saw on Saturday. Of his player had gotten a tech. Jerry wanted to talk to the official and talk through it about what happened, and instead, Jeb Hartness said no and ejected him from the game because of it. It had to be Jerry Stackhouse had to be restrained by his assistant coaches uh, because he was not happy about that. Uh, he also did tee up John Calipari last year for stepping out of the the coach's box. So that's something for you. He's He's used to teeing up Hall of Fame coaches for the, the smallest of things. But and, and beyond that, Matt, beyond just the techs, we see once in a while, we know the Big 12 is a physical league. It's well coached. It's got great talent. But sometimes these games can get into free throw shooting contests. And, you know, there's there's that, that lack of flow in the game. The last game he did before this one on Saturday, which, by the way, Saturday was 45 fouls, not including the technicals. Um of which there were four, all on Baylor. Uh, but the game before that, he called a game between Oklahoma and Kansas State that had 48 fouls, which if you're keeping score at home, that's that's a lot. There's only 40 minutes in the game. He called 48 personal fouls. And I looked at, I got, I got intrigued. I said, okay, let's see if that is the norm in this conference. Spoiler alert, it's not, because Oklahoma, their last game after having a Jeb Hartness crew out there, that game only had 39 total fouls, which is still kind of a lot. Excuse me, 37 total fouls. And Kansas State, the team they played on Wednesday, their game on Saturday had 29 total fouls. So that's 19 below what Jeb Hartness Mm. called in that game on Wednesday. And so then I looked at Baylor's 45 personal fouls in the game against Iowa State on Saturday. The game before... In a game with UCF, they had 31. So this is just, I mean, Matt, to me, it's the classic case of what we see in too many sports these days of just the ego-driven officiating. I mean, that is, hey, I want my name in the paper. Where I started to go with this earlier, like, why isn't Scott, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. He's at home. Apparently, they've done studies that all this noise and the crowds and the home crowds impacts the officials. Like, why in the world would Scott Drew not get, like, more rope than just about any coach in the conference? Say Bill Self, because Bill Self travels with all these officials. I think sometimes they may get to ride on the charter with him. Yeah. I mean, he's just, I think they, I mean, he's I think they sh- have a they have a timeshare somewhere down in the Caymans that gets evenly distributed during the summer, I think. And by the way, when Stackhouse gets kicked out of a game, like, Vandy fans are happy. They've got yeah. a better They've got a better chance. Yeah. I mean, it's like I looked the other day and I thought they ran off Scott Drew's brother, and I think they're like zero and eight or one and seven. They're like horrific. They're terrible. They yeah. when I was growing up, they, they were used to be always a good solid, like never yeah. really good, but always good. Same thing with Georgetown, man. I mean, I don't want to get too deep into this, but Georgetown's awful, just awful, awful, awful. And those were two teams that were always. And Syracuse was another one with Bayheim that was just always in the rankings, and mm-hmm. now are just dreadful programs. 
anyway, I mean, yeah, Vandy's basically, one of them. If, if you decide to like hire an NBA superstar, Patrick Ewing, Drexler yes. at Houston, you ever uh-huh. go, Haw- oh, Howard's right. not doing that well at Michigan. Obviously, uh, Stackhouse at Vandy, Penny at Memphis has been kind of hit or miss. Mostly, you know, just there to recruit, and then those guys end up leaving him. So, yeah, I don't think that's a, a great strategy. Hey, let's bring back a, a legend. Let's go hire a legend. And, I, and what, whatever Stackhouse has no relation, obviously, to Vanderbilt. So, again, just weird hire. They're going to have to fire him and, and move on. But I so just no think Ron Arts, no Ron Artest to Baylor in the future. No. Okay. I, I, think, I think Scott, I mean, it's like, I, I think he was just shocked the other night. Because for the most part, whether it be Higgins, I've watched Scott. Scott does ride the officials a lot. Mm-hmm. But they kind yeah. of engage with him. And when they have enough, and I wish I could name all these officials. Like at one point, I had someone tell me from the Big 12, who are your top five officials? And, they, and I got it. I had it. Like five, here are, by four, here are the five best dudes. Here's who you want on your games. And I've heard from coaches say that. Like it, it's crazy that they don't. I mean, that, that Scott would be up there kind of, and apparently they had just put out a memo the previous week or whatever saying, you know, you got to stay in the box. You got to stay in the box, which, again, it's not like, I think the only reason they did that is because some idiotic coach, and I wish I could tell you who it was. I saw the video of it the other day, like walked out on the court yeah. and was like in the way of a three-point shot. Like some guy's shooting a three and he's like out there in his way and he didn't even get called. Like, somehow they didn't call that attack. The coach was out there in his space. You know how they say the players have to land, let them land yep, yep. on a three? Which we did the see coach, a foul like that on Saturday. Yeah, 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 we, yeah we did. We saw that. And um, I, now the good from the game was just the guys showing that, like, with 2.33 left, I was writing all this down, Misi has one of those great possessions where he's just kind of – now. and by the way, he had it done to him a little bit. 24 for Iowa State. Uh, his name is Jones, I believe. He was blocking a lot of shots. Meese hits a huge block shot. I mean, gets a big block shot. And, I mean, it, it's just, it was a great defensive possession. I think it was a shot clock violation. And, by the way, again, that crew didn't even know how to handle shot clock violations. Yeah, It was like, at the, at the end of those shot clock, I mean, it was like, they didn't know what to do. Wait, oh, wait, I think we called, oh, did it hit rim? Oh, yeah, yeah there that's was a, a shot play. clock there, if it hits rim. There was a play, I, I don't know, I can't remember which half it was, but Baylor was down the end of the shot clock offensively, and they missed a layup that I still think caught a bit of the rim and went out of bounds off of Iowa State. And yeah. yet it was Iowa State's ball. Like, n- nothing pointed to that. And then Baylor only got 20 seconds on the shot clock because they called it out of bounds. They eventually looked at the monitor, called it out of bounds off of Iowa State. But then Baylor only got 20 seconds, which is what happens if you get an offensive rebound, not at the end of a shot clock, not if you get another possession. Uh, they, yeah. they had all kinds of trouble, even those small things. And even towards the I mean, the, the last possession, Matt, I mean, you, hear, you heard it on the TV broadcast. They were saying, like, uh... I think it's 0.7 and half a second, so that equals 1.2. Like, if they had just guessed 1.3 or 1.4, Baylor loses the game. Like, those are the margins that we're talking about. And you kind of said it in the first segment, I've never seen such a run so aided by the (laughs) officiating. I mean, the first 10 points of that run, eight of them were from the free throw line. 
that 20 to so like 20 to nothing 20 to nothing can't happen but yeah. like as a coach I mean, but my lord good on none for shaking off the, the, the they got to get better at free throws They're, especially down the stretch it's not good they're 16 for 23 in the game they've gotten better recently that was not good misses the two free throws and then i see jacus i see john tapping his head tapping the top of his head and Misi was supposed to go set a screen at midcourt when Jacob starts tapping his head. Well, Misi doesn't immediately get there. And so Jacob starts to try to call a timeout. You hear on the TV broadcast, our buddy Pete gets interrupted yep, yep, by the guy saying, saying, hey, hey, they're trying to, he's trying to call a timeout. Well, no, what John did is... Finally, he kind of saw that it w- may end up in Baylor's favor because it was it got to be as as our, our man um, Nunn had a little steam. So he goes, no, 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 no. He calls. He basically says, I don't want the timeout. And here comes Nunn, and he just he had good leverage, gets in there, and that moment where he's kind of hanging in the air, he's trying to, and I didn't know if he's going to get that foul call. He shoots it. Then I see the foul call, and then the ball goes in. And the place erupts. I mean, that's the loudest moment. I mean, I, I would say there's two huge loud moments of the year. Uh, Walter ties it against oh. TCU. Top comes off there, and then the top comes off when Nunn's bucket goes through. Nunn then misses the free throw. It's like, oh I mean, my gosh. Matt, can, what if I told you the hero of the game had three missed free throws and a turnover in the final minute of said yeah, game? But, <laughs> but on the turnover, he goes and gets it right back. He, this is the Jaden Nunn experience. He's, he's limping back. He's like hurt. And he steals the ball. Now, I, now again, what is Iowa State doing? What in the world is Iowa State doing there? Like they, 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 they just throw. And again, you got to give them credit for getting the steal, but they just kind of holy gully throw it over there, <laughs> and he gets the steal. Now, how many turnovers did Baylor have in that game? Because of course we talked so much about these technicals and all. I did take a peek this morning because I wanted to look back and kind of see if there's anything I kind of missed. I think they had 20 turnovers in that game. Yes, Can't happen. they did. 20. 20 to 11. Can't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I ran into Ray J's mom over at the Brazos Landing for the game. She's awesome. She is awesome. And some of their friends were, were in town from, uh, I think they came in from Austin or somewhere. And, man, they, they were awesome. Ray J is like... He he like they can't function without him. Yeah, true. But he's also making too many turnovers, and it, it's like it, he he'll, he'll solve it. And for one game, like he may have no turnovers, and he yeah, is he's... an electric playmaker. And he's a, and, and obviously he's a very clutch shooter. But he had six turnovers in that game. And like in a college game, you know you'll see the pros do it because it's just different, and and the quarters and and. They can score. You know, it doesn't matter if if uh, if Jokic has eight turnovers or Luka because they may score 40 in the game, right? You just can't really get away with too much of that in college. So right now, they're having a real hard time functioning with him off the court. But when he's out there, he's got to take care of the ball. That said, who's the most clutch player on this team? It's him, right? Is there any – I mean, I think Langston is a clutch player. Langston had an, a rare – off night 
and he only scored three points in that game. I think he's a very clutch player. But I think I think Ray J, and obviously none made a huge clutch play, but Ray J's the clutchest guy on the team. You, any argument with that? I said no. In fact, I was going to say I, I, we're seeing him still kind of grow up in front of our eyes. I know he's had a lot of starts under his belt um, at some other stops, but he and, he and none, I think the last couple of games, even some of those ones that they've lost, have really taken a step up. And when Ray J can do it shooting from the outside as well, like that's that's big time. But that, that game last week against UCF in midweek, he took over the game, Matt. Like in the second half, they they started to claw back and, and eventually yeah. took control of that game because of him. And it wasn't, I think he had like 11 points, but yeah, he just, you're right. he didn't put a foot wrong. He was the total floor general that, that we need him to be. I, I compare him a lot to James Akinjo from two years ago, not a guy who's going to light up the score sheet, probably a better shooter, thinks he's a better shooter than he actually is, uh, yeah. but can give you that presence. And remember that 22 team, they had a lot of time. They had a lot of trouble uh, operating without him on the floor. I mean, same way with with Keontae George last year. They haven't had a secondary point guard since really Jared Butler left. But he, yeah, I mean, he's playing thirty eight, thirty nine minutes a night almost. I mean, he is. He's, I think, lead leading yeah. the whole conference in minutes per game. See, I thought, that, yeah, last year I thought Flagler could kind of do it, handle it when you needed to. I didn't think they had a point guard really. I thought it was positionless in in effect. I know what you're yes. saying. Mm-hmm. Keontae's a true point guard now, but like <clears throat> they didn't really have anybody step. I mean, Cryer says he left because he wanted to play more point guard. I mean, <laughs> does he play point guard at Houston? No, he's a nope. great shooter. He's a two, but he's a two guard. He plays off the ball, and Shed is a true point guard. So again, I th- he was just not kind of unhappy at Baylor for whatever reason, and part of it he just sure couldn't looked stay, it anyway. He couldn't stay healthy, but I mean, again, they got killed by Kansas the other day, and he was the only reason they were even within hollering distance. He scored, ends up with like twenty four, twenty five in the game. All right, uh, good stuff, man. I'm, this is great. We're really rolling now. I think you've. I think each segment you've built on the next, Cam. So first, Thank I got you. that is your uh, best segment so far since joining the show. Next, though, it is the NFL Blitz Package Super Bowl style. That is next. Baylor Bear Basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears home in Foster Pavilion Tuesday hosting Texas Tech. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 8 p.m. tip-off Tuesday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears John Morris for Baylor Bear Basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. 
Is it time to upgrade your garage, barn, shed, or warehouse with a new garage door? Veteran-owned and operated, Precision Garage Door Service boasts the largest garage door showroom and design center in Central Texas. Revamp your style with new customized garage doors with windows. Free estimates are available, and all calls are answered by an operator 24-7. Precision Garage Door Service, 1100 Jewel Drive, Waco, 254-522-9657, and at PrecisionDoorCentralTX.com. Ask about their financing options. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern-looking feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Are you sick and tired of those achy joints? Dread the idea of surgery. You need to call QC Kinetics today. It is Matt Mosley. I know what it's like to have neck pain. The state of healthcare is always changing. The old ideas like steroids and surgery are no longer your only options. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics is transforming lives with innovative, non-surgical, drug-free treatments that deliver lasting results. This is a revolutionary approach that can get you long-term relief with no downtime. Make 2024 the year you reclaim your mobility, reclaim your independence, walk and run and play and live without the danger and trauma of surgery and without harmful drugs. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call 254-415-4100, QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. To the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Audience Matt Mosley Show. You hear the music, the excitement, especially with Super Bowl now coming up. 
I've been to Radio Row many times. Enjoyed it. Gets a little crazy. Would like to get Cam out there at some point. Needs to experience that. Although Cam, growing up a Patriots fan as a kid, this was like an annual deal. I know my Cam, way around you, the Super Bowl. Cam, have you been? Have you? Uh, did you? Have you attended one yet? I have not. Nope. Okay. Okay. We got to get On you the out there. List. Got to get your credentialed. I think there's one local guy who still uses our station to get credentialed, perhaps. <laughs> I've always oh, kind of wondered about that. Um, but uh, it is uh, it is uh, it's a good time. It's always a good time out there. And I uh, is it better than watching on TV, though. Well, I think you need to go at least once. I mean, I went several times and kind of need to be at the game, experience it. But, uh, but yeah, I love the TV, and I got to where I would do the week of radio, and then I would uh, fly back but to watch the game with friends. And uh, although I don't know what to make of this, uh, Aaron, I mean, I, and Cam, Cam Stewart, if you're just joining us, Cam Stewart making his debut today. We're going to look at the film, listen to the audio. We'll see. We'll see if we bring him back for day two. Right now it's trending in that direction. We do have a live show tomorrow, and uh, that'll be an opportunity for people to to maybe come take a peek at Cam, see him out there. We'll be preparing. In all his glory. Oh, the Foster Pavilion Plaza, <laughs> right in the shadows of the Foster. We'll be out there just uh, doing a big pregame type show, leading you in. Going to be very exciting. And, and by the way, just a reminder, Grant McCaslin, uh, my old buddy and uh, the coach of the Texas Tech Red Raiders, is planning to stop by at 520 today. And then at 4 o'clock here in a few minutes, um, we will have John Mishota from The Athletic. Aaron, there's a lot of stuff swirling in the NFL. What do you have for us today? We will start with the Dallas Cowboys, who are – Looking for a new defensive coordinator after their former defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, took the commander's head coaching job, what? according to Yahoo Sports. We have a breaking news for that? They, uh, they, are da- they are going to interview three people for their open defensive coordinator position in the next two days. They're going to interview former commander's head coach and longtime league defensive coordinator Ron Rivera, former Cowboys defensive coordinator, and former Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer and current Cowboys defensive line coach Aiden Durde. No Bill Belichick on that. Did not see him. No. Mm, fine. Go, just keep doing what it. you're doing, Jerry. It seems to work. I think they're looking at if if, uh, if Durde or Durd, however we say it, if he somehow gets it, I think they're looking at Belichick to coach the D-line, just come in as a position coach. It's work nothing but the, the rush ends. And I don't know if it's Dirt or Dirt A, but if it's Dirt, man, that's that's too easy. If if that defense starts playing like number two, that the T-shirts write themselves, man. Yeah, that's that, – that's, see, that's, that is that, – again – Aaron, that's a strike against him, okay? As we're keeping score today, that he he gets one big demerit for that comment. Uh, but we'll 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 continue on. I think I it is funny to see our buddy um, I mean he Dan's going Dan Quinn going out there and he's he's fully committed. See, I thought he always kind of did the cap backwards thing, but like as the you know, as the head coach, you know, hey. 
He's, he's just going to be the bald look with the beard. It's a good look. He's a kind of an intimidating-looking guy. But he arrives out there at Commander's Park or whatever they call it. That sounds like a restaurant in New Orleans. But he, uh, I think that's Commander's Palace. But he, he arrives out there with the cap turned backwards. Do you all like that look? Do you think that's good that Dan, and should a 55-year-old man wear his cap backwards in public? Eh. Eh. It's weird. Does it inspire leadership? It's a little cringy to me. It's it's a little t- too try hard. The photographer in I do me. a lot of things that fifty one year olds shouldn't do, but I don't wear my baseball cap backwards. Mm-hmm. Are, maybe you should okay? try it, Aaron. Is it okay that I turn mine around backwards when when the, when it's gusty playing tennis, or is that still a little bit for a man of my age? Should I not? Can I not do that? I think when you, think, you are the man in the arena and actually out there sweating, Matt, I think all bets are off. You can do what you want. I think there's a quote. I'll give you that. The, what is that? Is that Teddy Roosevelt, that quote? Yeah, the it's man a man in the arena. Quote, yeah. yeah. Something about failure, you know, would have. Yeah, I don't remember the rest of it. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those Brady or Tim Robbins kind of things. Like, they just Tony Robbins, not Tim Robbins. Why do we not they have just a shove good... it down your throat? Why do we not have a good epic movie um, of of Teddy Roosevelt like that that T T Rex or Teddy Rex or whatever that was a good biography written 20 years ago about 15 20 years ago I don't know if that was McAuliffe or who wrote that one pretty good pretty good biography like I don't of all these that are done we had the Lincoln one thought Daniel Day Lewis did a nice job. Have we had an FDR? Have we had a full-on so. FDR epic film? No. We've got quite like a few. He shows up in a lot of President. World War II. What's that, Aaron? We've got quite a few great presidents that they've never made movies after, now that now that you're mentioning it. Is it one what of those where it's too tough? It's too tough an assignment. You can do Lincoln. You can do the other presidents. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't think the I mean, Lincoln one I think one was that, that would great. be the toughest. Have we had a good Hoover film? No. I'm I'm working on the script for the Miller Fillmore story, but uh, just, Bowdoin College graduate Franklin Pierce. I was just Pierce. fixing to say no one has made a movie about Warren G. Harding, and it keeps me up at night. William McKinley. Yeah. McKinley got shot. Yeah, yeah poor McKinley guy. McKinley gets shot. Shortest does not get a lot of attention for that. McKinley did get shot. Now somebody just By that got a guy cold. Who was a naked gun. Somebody. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that Somebody, right? Didn't uh, they put the assassin's name in the credits for Naked Gun? I think I, I'm. I don't think I'm making that up. Like William Booth or something? They put it in. I naked, don't remember naked what the Gun credits. Was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I, I think it was Naked Gun. It might have been Airplane. I, Who knows? I think it was Chester. What was Chester's? Uh, Chester MacArthur. Chester. Chester A. Chester Arthur. Chester A. The the president namesake yeah. of the Chester A. Chester, Arthur Arians. Chester A. Arthur. Like, I think he. Got a caught cold out at his inauguration <clears throat> and died from it. Like was just that who didn't, it was? Someone did. That's before we had some good vaccinations out there. <laughs> okay, Aaron, Aaron, get one more because we got I we do. got a show to coming up. What do you have for us? I do, and it is Super Bowl related. The San Francisco 49ers are not happy. Oh no! The field conditions at the practice facility at UNLV where the 49ers will be practicing this week have been met with widespread disapproval from members of their organization, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. The NFL put a sod field on top of a turf field and mm-hmm. only started laying it just last week. 
when ordinarily the NFL requires Super Bowl practice fields you know, to be done well yeah. before that. They have a hardness scale of that they use for the fields, which I had no idea. The NFL hardness scores for fields averages 78, with yeah. no field being less than 70. The 49ers said that the practice field they're practicing on is considered in the 50s. Oof. <laughs> it just reminds me of Aaron. You remember Roy Keane? The, the Manchester United legend, he was captain of Ireland. Oh, yeah. And before the World Cup, they went to this training camp in some Micronesian island that no one had ever heard of, and they had no facilities at all. So the captain of the team just left like a week before the World Cup. He was so disgraced by the practice field they were they were practicing on. So <laughs> see if we see that from like Christian McCaffrey this week. <laughs> just gives up, doesn't leaves, goes home. We'll see. What did you say, Micronesian? Yeah, it was it was in the island of Saipan. I don't remember. I don't so know where that like, is. When it's like if you're not if it's not like Indonesia and you're saying it's a smaller place, <laughs> yeah, like Oceania, like Micronesian island. <laughs> yeah, it's in Saipan is an island in the yeah. northern Mariana prefer, Islands. Yeah, I prefer the Macronesian islands. Yeah, it's it's a little bigger take, for sure. I I take more of a macro approach. Okay, Cam. <laughs> uh, Mosley, Sexton rolling along. It is time for a big-time interview, and uh, we have John Mashoda from The Athletic to talk some Cowboys. Who are they going to hire at defensive coordinator? That's next. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. We've made it through the holidays, and another gift-giving season is already here. Valentine's Day is fast approaching, and if you're not sure what to give, come to Morrison's Gifts and let their 45 years of gift-giving expertise work for you. From candy to jewelry to plush animals to scents, soaps, and lotions, they've got you covered. They offer custom gift baskets and many grab-and-go items as well. And don't forget their huge selection of John Hart and Consuela bags and totes. Morrison Gifts is located near Jason's Deli at the corner of Waco Drive in Valley Mills. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 Coriel Health has an all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, including the Matt Mosley Show Sports Injury Expert, Dr. Lance Ellis. Whether your pain is from an old or new sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Coriel Health Orthopedic Team uses the latest minimally invasive technology, including an orthopedic robot to perform total knee replacements with unmatched precision. Call 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers. ESPN Central Texas. Central Texas, it's time to support our youth. You're invited to attend the 2024 McLennan County Junior Livestock Show and Youth Fair February 5th through the 9th at Extraco Events Center in Waco. More than 500 McLennan County 4-H and FFA students will be exhibiting livestock for an opportunity to sell at the annual Sale of Champions Friday, February 9th at 6.30 p.m. Last year's sale brought in a million dollars for student college funds and future projects. For more information, call 254-722-2597 and like the McLennan County Junior Livestock Show on Facebook. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. 
now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Cam Stewart, Aaron Sexton here. We got Grant McCaslin, the Texas Tech coach, joining us at 520 today. Now John Mashoda, man who loves some good college basketball, uh, is coming always from The Athletic, covering these Cowboys. John, a Cowboys reporter's work never ends. I mean, you go straight from Jerry saying stuff at the Senior Bowl to them having to hire a defensive uh, coordinator. What was your uh, – welcome back. And, and what was your uh, – your thoughts with Dan Quinn got that job. I mean, I guess we've kind of gotten used to him always coming back. And I was kind of starting to think, well, maybe it's leaning that direction. When he finally did take a job, um, I mean, obviously they've been preparing themselves. But again, it's just not, it hasn't, it's been working where he ends up coming back. What do you think the, the initial feeling out there was? Was it surprise a little bit or you think it was just like, well, we've prepared for this day, so let's move along here. No, I certainly think they've prepared for it. And judging by, you know, how he sounded today in his press conference uh, in front of the Washington media, you know, it, it certainly seems like he felt like, you know, his time was kind of running out. Like, if I don't get one of these head coaching jobs pretty soon, I could start getting passed over. I'm, maybe I'm not in those cycles going forward. And so, you know, Washington was the last one that was open seems like they really wanted Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson pulled out, and I think that's where Dan Quinn was like the obvious choice for them. And then probably Dan Quinn also sold him on the fact that, hey, you know, I could probably bring in Cliff Kingsbury too. I mean, we might be able to turn this thing around. If, you know, high draft pick, maybe get 
the right quarterback in here. And I can easily, I mean, Dan was great at the press conference today. Dan's great whenever he talks to the media. I can easily see how he sold Washington on him. And, and knowing that's how he felt, I, I can't see how Mike McCarthy would be stunned or surprised that he, he got a head coaching offer because it had been going, these interviews have been going on for these last two years. So, no, they have to have in the back of their mind that this is a possibility. So, no, I don't, I don't see any way that the Cowboys are blindsided by this. Yeah, but then Joe Witt Jr. immediately, you know, becomes the, well, he's the Cowboys' uh, you know, leader in, from an internal uh, candidate standpoint. Ron Rivera's name has been out there. Zimmer, who I've known for many years, suddenly gets involved. Um, great coach, great dude. Been, had some tragedy in his life, obviously, in recent years. The loss of his wife and son. Uh, and his son was loved Adam. Uh, but, but he's been through a lot. But, I mean, it sounds like he's got one last, hey, I want to do this. Now, Durday is interesting. Love the, love the British accent. Kind of like his approach. All of that. Like, right now, as you kind of uh, are monitoring this, who, how do you have this thing handicapped? I think it comes down to Rivera and Zimmer. I think they really are going to – I think if they were going to go the Durday route, they would have went with Joe Witt Jr., and I think that maybe Mike McCarthy wanted that for continuity, and I could very easily see a world where Jerry stepped in and was like, no, let's get somebody with some head coaching experience too uh, for that side of the ball, and then that's where all of a sudden the door opens for Rivera and Zimmer, who – I just see them going in that direction. So I, I think that's where it ends up being. It's one of those two. I've heard that they have some interest in Wink Martindale, but again, he doesn't fit that former head coaching, NFL head coaching experience category. So I think it comes down to Rivera or Zimmer. And John, when you see that, when you see that an owner is looking for someone who has head coaching experience as well as having some, you know, coordinator traits in there, does that show that it's a, just a little bit of a distrust in the coach, the head coach, or is it more like, hey, we're trying to take a little bit off the head coach's plate? I think with Jerry, I think he wants Mike so focused on, you know, being the offensive play caller and doing all that on top of being the head coach that I think he prefers that. And then also just the fact that this is how the Cowboys have done it going back uh, since 2014, because 2013 was the last time they did, Monty Kiffin was the D.C., and that didn't work out well. And he's the last one that they've had that doesn't have previous head coaching experience. Because uh, then went from Rod Marinelli and over, you know, to Dan Quinn. And then for Mike McCarthy and his background, I mean, his last two, his defensive coordinator for the time when they won the Super Bowl and for the majority of his time in Green Bay was Don Capers, who had previous head coaching experience. And then when they moved on from Don Capers, then it was Mike Patton, who had previous head coaching experience. And then he comes over the Cowboys and, and his first hire at DC is Mike Nolan who had previous head coaching experience and then he goes to Dan Quinn so I think they like the fit of that and I think ultimately when they get together and make their final decision I think that having that on your resume is going to be what what puts you at the top of the list for them. John Mishota from The Athletic on the Matt Mosley Show ESPN Central Texas with Cam Stewart alongside what about um I love that Rob Ryan, I don't know if that was like a joke or somebody actually had a report said Rob would be interested. I mean, John, you would have you would enjoy that experience. And it made me start thinking about Galloway back in the day, like literally never called him by his name. Called Rob Ryan the whole time, big helly, big belly, big hair. That's just that's like what he that's what he referred to him as. And um those were 
those were some good times. I don't know if I would love that. I like, I mean, I I like it for the press conference side of it, and he was certainly good to the media. But at the same time, I mean, I'm be going on 14 years covering this team. I mean, I, I'm kind of hoping they hire whoever gives them the best chance to maybe win in January. I'd like to maybe cover a deep playoff run. I just don't know that that Rob Ryan would be the guy for that. So uh, I can I can put a, a little bit less entertaining person on the, on the podium for if it means uh, a better product on the field on Sundays. Hey John, we, we've heard from, uh, from Jerry mainly about going all in for this off season. And no matter who you ask within Cowboys beat or, or Cowboys fans, everyone's answer is different as to what that's going to look like. You just had a story up on the athletic about their free agents and who they should bring back. Uh, I don't want to give away, you know, your number one choice. I want people to read the story, but was there anyone oh, on ahead. that list of free agents that you didn't think was going to be on there? And then you were like, oh, yeah, well, the Cowboys do need this, and this guy would be a good fit. Not not really, and to be honest with you, um, when I was putting the list together, any one of them they can move on from. There is nobody There's nobody in this group of free agents for them that is an absolute, you got to bring this guy back, or this, you know, everything's going to just completely fall apart. There's some people at the top of the list that I think – gives them a better chance of having another 12 win season or more and then actually having postseason success. But there are none of their free agents going in this class that they absolutely can't move on from. The problem is that how do you replace them if you lose them? Because when Jerry says going all in, I think most people assume that means, okay, he's going to finally, we're going to see a team be a little bit aggressive now come March in, in free agency, which we haven't seen since 2012 when they signed Brandon Carr. And I guess that's what Jerry meant, but at the same time, I'm kind of with the rest of, you know, people that follow the team and, and fans of the team where it's like, I kind of believe it when I see it, because there's also a part of me when Jerry talks at the, at the senior bowl, you're coming off of, to me, one of the worst Cowboys losses, certainly in the last decade and, and maybe more might be the worst playoff loss the Cowboys have ever had. When you factor in how good that team was, how healthy they were, how well they played at home and then the opponent they were playing against to just, completely get destroyed on in all areas of the game it's it's hard to sell to fans uh you know a couple weeks later no 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 we're around the rim we're close we're close i mean that's that's a tough sell and jerry's a great salesman uh so i think that he kind of latched on to the all-in thing because i think you know he believes fans like to hear that but yeah they like to hear that but they want to see the actions and 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 we'll see that we'll, we'll know i mean last year you know they, they, they got kind of aggressive and they made those deals for brandon cooks and, and stefan gilmore but that probably wasn't enough. You got to probably do a little bit more than that, and and we'll see if he's willing to do that. Because I don't think fans, when they think of all in, they don't think of well, it's all in on Dak and McCarthy this year. Like they think of it as like, oh, they're going to be really aggressive in terms of improving the roster. I can't guarantee anything on that. I'll, I'll I'm I'll be just as interested to see that as anybody else. Yeah, I'm not. I'm trying to see where Jerry. He's never used basketball analogies or terminology really. We're hanging around the rim. First of all, it's like hanging on the rim. And I almost feel like Tad, who came from the Cavaliers, their PR chief, may have kind of influenced that. Like, hey, Jerry, say hanging around the rim. I mean, just is a weird – I mean, you can hang around near the bucket, but you don't really hang around the rim. Feels like a Seinfeld argument, Matt. Kind of an odd thing to me. You might be on on to something there with Tad, obviously coming from – the Cleveland Cavaliers being around LeBron James. And, yeah, that might be where it came from. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing that always stands out to me is um, not being from the area, obviously, but now being down here for over 13 years is 
you know, you never see Mark Cuban at a Dallas Cowboys game, and you never see Jerry Jones at Dallas Mavericks games. I know the Jones family has season tickets right right by the visiting bench, but never see Mark Cuban at a, at a Cowboys game. Never see Jerry Jones at a Mavericks game. That's that is interesting. I mean, has Jerry? How many Mavericks games has Jerry been to in his career? I mean, he attended that All Star game, obviously. But yeah, but isn't there, that it was in his building? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, there's a chance Jerry has he ever been over there. I mean, his Ooh, grandkids good, good have the greatest seats in the house. I mean, they're down there yeah. courtside next to the bench, and uh, and they're always. Now, I think I've seen Stephen, but that's a good yeah. um, that's a good call that uh, Jerry. You don't see in Cuban. It's all yeah. That's weird. I mean, I'm sure he said nice things about the Cowboys. But and you would think like LeBron and everybody else has come to Cowboys games, like there's no reason why. I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Why would Cuban stay away? We'll have to look into that. I like I like that you brought that up. Now, John, uh, Jaron, curse. I would say you got to hope that they don't bring him back. I think I was looking at your list, and I just feel like he's the one. And he's kind of a menacing, tough dude. I mean, he is a he's a, a real tall, massive safety type. And these lists are what always get us in trouble as writers. I mean, that's what these guys seize upon. I mean, somebody, Jock Taylor, used to cover the Cowboys. He did one about Roy Williams being overpaid one time. And, I mean, you've never heard, like, the grief he took over that was, like, unreal. So yeah, just I would say of this list, if Curse returns and if Gilmore returns, that that those would be the two. Oh no no no, I'll take that away. I think Armstrong could get mad at you. I just I, these guys can take some of this kind of stuff personally. So I just wanted yeah. to, I wanted you to be on the lookout for that. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, one of the factors into doing something like this anyway, though, it depends on like how they fit with what the team also already has on the roster. Yeah. So, yeah, if this if if Demarcus Lawrence said, "Yeah, I don't want to play anymore. That was my last year. I'm retiring." Well, then Dorrance Armstrong goes to number one on that list because you need help at edge rusher. Um, yeah. But I I just think that with a Dorrance Armstrong and Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence this past year and Dante Fowler, you kind of kind of prevents you from seeing more growth out of a Sam Williams who they have high hopes for. So it's like, isn't now the time for Sam Williams to step into a bigger role? Yeah. And it's the same thing with the J Ron curse thing. It's well, you already have Malik hooker under contract. You already have Donovan Wilson, which they pretty much showed their hand last, last year during training camp when they signed both of those safeties, but then didn't give curse a new deal. And I know they still think highly of Israel Mukwamu. And then here's the other key as well as Marquise Bell played at times at linebacker, I think it's pretty clear when you watch the total body of work of last season that they need to get bigger at linebacker. And Marquise Bell and Wayne Thomas probably need to go back to safety. And if they do, then your safety group is, is, is pretty strong depth-wise. I like that. I mean, it is, the Cowboys are one of the only teams that, that you can say that about. Like, they need their linebackers to return to safety. You know, it's just like they were playing kind of kind of light up there. And I'd like to be there when if J. Ron approached you, and not that you're afraid of any of these guys, you'll challenge no, people. J-Ron's I've seen you do it. But I'd kind of like to see you kind of explain the nuance like you did to me and say, yeah, J. Ron, you know, 
Yeah, just kind of walk through that. I tried to explain some nuance to uh, Jay. Who was that seventh-round pick they had one time that was a great pass rusher but ended up having some issues? Jay Ratliff. And I remember Jay and I used to really get along. And then we hit a we hit a rough patch, as happens <laughs> at times. And uh, but I oh no the other guy was Tank. Tank was the guy who I went over to say Tank. They brought in a guy from the Bears, Tank Johnson or somebody like that. Yep. And uh, I went over to I went over to talk to Tank, and Tank just responded to my question. He wasn't talking to anybody, and of course I always tried if if they didn't want to talk, I wanted to be the one to crack them right. So I went over there and Tank. Just gave me just a flat out, um, you know, f you. Just except he said the real deal, to which I and I said, I said, Tank, I I said you are a class act, and and, hmm. and I think at that point I was in full retreat mode, John. I was kind of like, I better get, <laughs> better move on out of here. But I I did I did let Tank know that perhaps I will say this. Mm-hmm. So I was around Jay Ratliff towards the end of his time in Dallas, ooh, um, ooh, but I'm yeah. but I'm definitely so I know a little bit about Jay, but uh, more so with both those individuals you mentioned, I've heard more stories from other longtime Cowboys beat writers. Jay Ron curses in uh, in that in that group. Jay Ron Jay Ron we gave the uh, the good guy award last oh, year. Not. He is with the media. I mean Jay Ron is really he's really great with 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 reporters and that. So I don't think like, I don't know. I think he's, he's a pretty good dude. I think you'd like him if, uh, if, if you were around him a lot, I'm going to make that a point next year to spend a little more time. If he's around, um, uh, to spend a little more, I, I do. I have liked you, him. Well, I like him. Also with that, let me throw this out there though. Yeah. When I, when you mentioned J Ron curse and, and Dorrance Armstrong, there's also a part of me that kind of thinks like, don't you think some of these guys are going to go to Washington in free agency because Dan Quinn's yes. there. Yeah. They probably got a little bit more money. It's like the portal. It's it's like he's gonna they're gonna go in the transfer portal, and they do have all that money to work with, and that will be interesting because it might not be exactly who we're thinking of, but he because he's not like he's gonna go get you know Diggs and Bland and all right. those guys, but he could take some he could take some people away. I mean they they signed Dorrance that time when we were giving him a hard time, or at least I was when they missed out on that one guy. Who ended up not even being that great, right? Didn't Denver sign the pat the defensive oh, end? Yeah, kind of right out from under the Cowboys, and Gregory hadn't really done anything since. Yeah, Dorrance has got sixteen sacks over the last two seasons. I mean, he's been yes. like behind Michael Parsons both these last two years. Yeah, no, he's been a good player for them. Yeah, yeah. All right, Cam. I mean, did you enjoy your time with John? Did you have anything? <laughs> John's got. He's got a lot to get to. Is there anything else you wanted to say to, to uh, John, Cam, before we let him go? Well, I'll say it's a heck of a lot better than spending time with you, Matt. I'll just say no, that. Whoa, whoa, whoa uh, I know. Well, I, I do have a question for John. It's, it's yes. one that is relevant to the Cowboys and to Dan Quinn. John, do you think a 51-year-old bald man can rock the backwards baseball cap look? That, that's been a debate here in the studio. You know, I'm battling with that myself. I'm not bald. Okay. But balding, um, 40, yeah, yeah, is a difference. And forty-two, and I've been doing it from time to time. Like not when I'm at the star, but maybe if I just go up to you know the Tom Thumb, and I'm kind of like, <laughs> at what point do I get to where I can't do this anymore? And it was kind of funny because thinking of that also, <laughs> I really enjoyed the Netflix uh, quarterback series with, with Mahomes and and uh, Mariota and Kirk Cousins this year. 
And it's funny because there's a portion in there where Mahomes is working out and he's talking about how, like, I don't know how much longer I can keep going with this hairstyle because I'm going to be a father and it's time to like grow up and whatever. So it is interesting, but I just kind of feel like if you're comfortable with it, go with it. And Dan Quinn definitely has some swag to him. I mean, he has, he's got the best shoe game of any coach I've ever seen. He always has a different pair of Jordans on. Um, Mm. If anybody can pull it off, I think it's him because, I think it's authentic to him. It's when you see a guy do it, you're just like, hold on, you've never done this before. <laughs> what are we trying to change Change something here? So no. uh, I think Dan Quinn can pull it off, though. Dan Quinn, it's one like, of one. It's like Ar- Archer still like wants to give me – Archer's now known me for how many years? I mean, since 2003 or in 2024, and I, I heard him over there talking to you about me wearing my sunglasses. I mean, he's only known me for 21 years I've been doing this. It's just like – I mean, it's still – maybe you brought it up with him, but yes. I oh, mean, well, yeah. You know, no, I mean, you definitely have that signature. It's, it's yes. a night game standing behind Jerry <laughs> in the bowels of AT&T Stadium. You with your sunglasses on right behind him and your coffee in your hand. And, and then just the look on your face of just, like, really encapsulating all of really Cowboys fandom of, like, what what is he talking about? What is he quite saying here? And you're just trying to maybe jot something down. No, it's definitely a signature look you got going on there. Thank you. And I'm, I i don't know. I feel like Archer, all these years later, is still trying to change me. And I just don't I don't always appreciate that. John, um, thank you. Good stuff. And uh, um, sorry about the Lions, but what an unbelievable run. And uh, yeah, I off air at some point, I would like to get your take on. I don't think I've asked you yet where you were on how mad you were at Dan Campbell or if you were kind of cool with him doing what he did or all that. But we'll we'll talk about that. I look forward to it. I do. I do. I'm 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 a Dan Campbell fan. So yes, no, I look forward to talking about that. All right. There he goes, folks. John Mashoda, uh, with the Athletic, covers the Cowboys. Great off season read, and he'll tell you who the Cowboys should uh, hold on to in free agency. All right, next we gotta get back into uh some of what was said down there in Waco, and uh, this this a- a athletic director, director of athletics, Mac Rhodes, really, really raised some eyebrows with his comments after the game. We'll hear from them. Uh, we'll hear from him and react to it next. Baylor, Big 12 women's basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women on the road to take on BYU on Wednesday. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 8 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor women's basketball. ESPN Central Texas. Run a winning play over knee, hip, and shoulder pain. CorioHealth's all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, Dr. Lance Ellis, Dr. Jacob Battle, use the latest minimally invasive technology, including orthopedic surgical robot, to perform total knee replacements. Whether your pain is from an old sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, CorioHealth Orthopedics can help make the play. Call today, 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. 
In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer Board. Boys.com. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. For a limited time, D Mechanical Service is offering a $49 heating service inspection and tune-up special. Call 254-450-9993. Family-owned and operated D Mechanical Service is a full-service HVAC company offering repairs, sales, installations, change-outs, and maintenance service on residential and commercial comfort systems. In business since 2002, D Mechanical Service features highly trained and certified technicians that service all brands of HVAC, residential split systems, ductless mini split systems, and commercial systems. And are a proud Goodman dealer. Thank goodness for Goodman. They offer affordable financing option programs such as same as cash, zero interest, and reduced interest. Learn more at dmechanicalservice.com. That's the letter D, mechanicalservice.com. 254-450-9993. They're fully insured and licensed by the state of Texas Department of Regulations. License 22534E. Steve Myatt, a Stiefel Financial Advisor, is a proud supporter of the Baylor Bears. Since 1890, Stiefel Financial Advisors like Steve Myatt have guided investors seeking to build wealth for future generations. Call Steve Myatt at 254-399-7450 to schedule an appointment or stop by Stiefel Waco office located at 1200 West Highway 6, Stiefel, Nicholas and Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSC. People who suffer from arthritis are getting real pain relief with exciting biologic therapies at QC Kinetics. The success rate is there, and there's no better way to treat yourself when it comes to dealing with pain. Meet Tyler Vale, co-founder of QC Kinetics, who says they can't cure arthritis, but they can treat the pain. If you think of the tide coming in and out on the beach and what it does, it erodes the sand, right? can't stop the tide, but eventually when the sand or the beach gets bad enough, we backfill that beach with sand so that we get generations of enjoyment with that beach again. And the same thing happens with your knee or your shoulder or your hip or your back. We want to backfill the problems that have happened to this point. I'm not stopping the tide, so I'm not stopping the arthritis, but I want to get generations of enjoyment out of those joints again. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Learn more about how restorative biologic therapies can get you real and lasting joint pain relief. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his uh, Matt Mosley Show, Campus Confidential coming up. Cam Stewart's first day of school, at least on this show. I mean, he's really come out firing. 
I try. very active in that last interview. And uh, it's just, um, it's it's a different, it's going to be a little different. He's now been on one show, then he was on another show. Yep. And now he's on a third show. At trick, third time's the charm. This will be... Bean Pop Monday, by the way. Say, I don't know if I want to say the most structured, but this, I think... Um, I think Cam will enjoy his experience, I think. And he's used to having Aaron. Aaron's kind of the connective tissue of our station, so to speak. Kind of connects all of us. And uh, and uh, he's, so my, that's, uh, he's my yeah. Alex Guerrero. I am Brady. He's my Alex Guerrero. So I take him <laughs> with me everywhere I go. He gives me these nut job theories, massages, professional so I just I he's like a, a muse in a way, but also like leading me in another way. Was that a perfectly uh, mm. inept like Tom Brady style answer? Like you didn't understand no, that, where that was coming from. I don't think I don't think Aaron would agree <laughs> with any of that. But Aaron knows that you know you're going to bring up a lot of things out of left field. But so far today. Had a lot of good comments on this Baylor situation. That is, uh, that was a rough crew that they had the other mm-hmm. night. Uh, was anxious to talk to Scott after it. I, I've still got. I, I made some comment today that I was kind of curious when Scott got his first tech. I, um, I thought to myself, who would take over if Scott got tossed, kicked out of the game? Thinking there's no way he'll get kicked out of the game. And I thought that I might ask that at some point, and he gets tossed. And I see him zeroing in on talking to John Jacobs. And you'll see John Jacobs and Alvin Brooks are both associate head men's coaches. So they're equals, but somebody's got to be the one that takes over, running up and down the sideline doing their thing. So it, it, he, he appeared, it, I guess it was John was the answer. And I still, I, so I said that I had made a mental note to ask that. And Aaron uh, and, and Cam, one of our frequent guests on this station, responded to it via Twitter and was just like, Matt, did you ever get to ask? <laughs> well, that was, I mean, we got to see it. We saw I mean, it, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just like, did you watch the game? It was the – John Jacobs was the one running up and down the sideline. And what I loved is, I got to say, John calmed him down. I, I thought that was bad. That was a bad moment when <clears throat> the Bears were down 71-64 with like – I don't know, five and a half, six minutes. It, it was like, whoa, this is not good. And they who hit the three to get them within 71-67? I, I guess that was Ray J, right, from the corner? Yeah. I mean, Ray I J hit th- so many big Jacoby shots. Walter, not come to think of it. He didn't no, make a ton of shots. No, Jacoby ends up with seven points. I don't remember him making one at that point. Either Bridges, It was either know. Bridges or, yeah, maybe or Bridges. Ray J. But Ray J then hits another enormous one that puts the Bears up. I mean, I was feeling kind of good when, and I shouldn't have been, right, because they've lost all these close games recently. But the Bears somehow jumped back in there with like a 68-64 lead. Yep. And then, of course, there was a long way to go from there. But, Scott, you know, I'll ask you, Cam, you're the moment – you saw, like, I almost feel like that that official, I mean, he couldn't have forgotten that Scott already had a tech. No I mean, way. So it wasn't like, but it was just amazing that the level, and, and that's why everybody started the field, uh, whatever, all these websites, college basketball, da 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 
they're all showing it. And, and, and you showed it, Cam, too, and you reacted immediately on your Locked On podcast the other night. It just We know what it looks like when a, when a coach has done enough to truly get tossed. Yeah. And a lot of times they're almost trying to get tossed. You almost have to come out on the court and get in an official's face to truly get tossed. And he tosses Scott for nothing. Oh, oh, really? Because Scott it was like a foot or two outside the coach's line? Bill Self and others, I mean, I, I'm trying to think who I saw the other night. Not Maybe not TJ, but who they, who'd they play before. I even see sometimes Jerome doing it. Those guys are out there on the court like crazy during the game. They're way out on the court, and, and nobody's saying a word to them. How does Scott Drew, who should be one of the most respected guys in the land, how in the world are they doing this to him? That To me, that was a weird part of that, uh, that whole story, Cam, is that like if anybody in the Big 12, other than, Big, other than Bill Self, which they all worship him, but if anybody other than Bill Self or Sampson, it's got to be Scott that gets so, yeah. the benefit of the doubt. And and they gave him no benefit of the doubt. And he was at home. I mean, it was like it, it felt very personal. And you, what's that guy's name? Jeb Hartness? Jeb Hartness. You nailed it. Yep. I feel like, is there an actor actor named Hartness? Who was that? Josh Hartness? I don't know whatever happened to him. Pretty big time actor back in the... Back kind of the in the two thousand early two thousands, but um, yeah, Jeb Hartness. But to me, maybe this is him now. He changed the I, first name, and now he's just a a subpar college basketball official. Yeah, that Hartness was in Black Hawk Down. If you ever saw that, you know, I've never seen that movie. Yeah, you would have been extremely young when it came out if you were born. But yeah, he Hart he was a good actor, good actor. He just kind of just went away on us. I thought the guy was a good actor. Um. But that, that part of it is weird to me. Like, how can you do that to Scott Drew and to Scott Drew at his new place? Like, sure. at some point, some situational stuff has to get in their heads. It's the same reason they let Bill Self ride them like crazy. Nobody has the guts to throw him out. I finally saw, like, I thought it was ridiculous when at the Big 12 tournament one time, they threw Huggins out. Like, I thought... You know what? You can't do that to Bob. Bob's just a big old huge. He's an in, he's an intimidating dude. Which, by the, by way, the way, Jeb Hartness yeah. has thrown uh, Huggy Bear out of a game. That was one of the things I I couldn't get a lot of material really? on, so I left it out really? of the rant. But yes, he threw them out of a game, and I believe it's the same crew that Huggy Bear called three blind mice. So I think it was the <laughs> same. I don't know if it's the same full three, but a Jeb Hartness crew. It did feel it. It did feel personal, Matt. You know, it it did because you'll see when people see the video, you'll know the ones commenting on it that don't watch basketball or college basketball because they'll say, "Well, if he was outside of the coach's box, he was outside of the coach's box." But to your point, this happened like it happens several times a game. In fact. T.J. Otzelberger certainly did it during that game and didn't get called for it, which is fine. Don't, don't call it. You know, that, that, that's, that's silly. That's what, it's not like he was throwing a chair or getting in their faces or getting really animated or anything like that. That's why, that's why it just felt like such an ego trip that 
Here comes Jeb Hart. Oh, that's Jeb Hartness's music as he comes from out of frame. Not even the one that, not even the official that Scott Drew is trying to talk to completely behind the play <laughs> to toss him out of the game. And I, I look, I see him do the, the tech. I see him point to Scott and I'm thinking, wait a minute. He's already caught one. He's going to throw him out of the game for whatever this is. And I think you put it quite nicely there, Matt, a few minutes ago of, you know when they're going to get ejected. You just, you know. I know with baseball, no matter yeah. what you say about balls and strikes, they can throw yeah. you out. But in basketball, you know when it's hap- it's it's imminent. There's no, su- there are very few surprise ejections yeah. in basketball, like, especially on a coach. Pope hurt his team recently, the BYU coach, in that Baylor game. Mm-hmm. He got a tech because he, and, and they were kind of still in the game, minute left or down by five. And he banged his water bottle down and sprayed his own broadcasters. And I even thought, you know what? He didn't really hurt anybody over there. He had his back to the deal. And we've seen worse but than they, that. Huh? And we've seen much worse than that. Yeah, that doesn't get yeah, called they, a tech, and, to be honest with you. they called that a technical. And obviously that put Baylor up by like seven or whatever. And the game was basically over at that point. But um, anyway, it, 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 uh, I do want to hear it, though. Let's Because let's, we got to get to Campus Confidential here in a second. But let's listen to what Mac Rhodes had to say. And we may come back to this at the 5 o'clock hour, but here is, uh, here is Mac Rhodes after Scott Drew's news conference the other night. The officials would call the, the league after every game. In fact, I never call when it, when it comes to officiating. Um, it's, you know, it's always about, hey, we need to play better, we need to execute better, we need to play tougher, all of those things. But tonight was an embarrassment for this league. Period. Scott said it. We have the best basketball league in the country. And the officiating tonight did not match it. Period. End of story. This league needs to get better. When we think about our officiating. And we have some great, great officials. But this particular crew tonight did not match the level of this game. Mac, who's always been a big basketball guy, everywhere he's been, they've had good basketball. He hired Kelvin Sampson at U of H. So he's way into it. Not every AD, they all show up and obviously and support, but he's like way into basketball and he loves it. And he knows it probably more than a lot of ADs. And I, Cam, it had to rise to a pretty egregious and crazy level for him to do that. And I would say Bob Bowlesby in the past would have come firing back with some kind of statement. Mm-hmm. Like about a, a day later, it would have been, you can't do this. Baylor would have gotten fined. Mac may have been fined. I don't know. I, I haven't uh, been kind of trying to monitor to see if the Big 12 puts anything out. But I think for the most part in the past, if you had an overt, um, you know, if you went after the officials, you would in some way pay the price for that with a public censure or a public, you know. And I haven't haven't seen anything. I'm kind of going through the Big 12. They got our rankings and all that kind of thing. But anyway. Brett's the entertainment guy. He knows that the bad officiating takes her away from the entertainment. At least that's what I'm going with. And okay. by the way, I mean, you know you know Mac pretty well. I know him just a little bit. Mac is 
in his core a fiery guy. You know, he he's not going to he's not going to show it. He's not going to show up the officials during the game or anything. But I'm sure when he was watching back in the locker room with Scott Drew, he was just as animated watching a game as you or I would be at home or in the stands or anything like that. Like he he is not like as stoic as he might put out. And I'm not saying that as a bad thing. Like he is a fan of Baylor and he's a he is a fan of these kinds of things. So when he gets the opportunity to make a statement like this, you best believe he's gonna he's gonna yeah. do it. He's not gonna you know he's not gonna totally badmouth people. He's not gonna be unfair about it. But I I I knew he loved to be able to make that statement. I I know he didn't like that he had to because of what transpired in the game. But to be able to yeah. to speak his mind and, and defend his employees, his coach, his student yeah. athletes, and to some degree his fans as well. So I loved it, man. That was that was couldn't have been more perfectly said. I thought. I kind of feel a kinship with him, too, because like a lot of us in the media, he goes shirt tail out. Yes. And there's just kind yes. of a there's a laid back approach about it. Like, I, you know, I don't have to be in a suit. Now, your mark is Italian. He's New York Italian suit to the core. I mean, that's just who he is. And that's fine. Look great down there. Love, love that he was down there next to one of our sponsors and a good friend of mine, Jim Turner. In fact, I, I reached out to Brett Yormark during the game to say, hey, it's, that's a Baylor legend right there to your right. Now, he probably already knew that. I just felt like, you know, he, that he might want to reach and say, him. yeah, just say, hey, Jim, how you doing? How you doing? Um, and and I, I, he had someone sitting with him, and I, somebody, yeah, had assumed, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't confirm, because I've not met I want to meet his wife because she owns like a really exclusive, cool restaurant in New York. And so, uh, anyway, very okay. I'm excited about meeting uh, <laughs> the first lady of uh, of the Big Twelve as well, Mrs. Yormark, um, or whatever she may she may go with her own maiden name there. Okay, let's keep rolling, and uh, if we're doing that, and let's do some campus confidential. That is next. Come join us live from Rudy's this Thursday for the Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday live from Rudy's and hear from baseball head coach Mitch Thompson and women's basketball head coach Nikki Collin. The Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday from 6 till 7 p.m. is with John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. It's tax season once again. Stressful, right? Doesn't have to be. Maggard Bookkeeping has been helping Central Texans through the complex tax code for more than 25 years. Go to MaggardBookkeeping.com and bypass the stress. Attention fans of Hellberg Barbecue. You can enjoy their Central Texas-style barbecue, homemade sides, and desserts at their current location, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. They are operating drive through and curbside service out of food trailers parked outside the building, and their hours are Wednesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. or till they sell out. Customers can call 254-265-5387 for pre-orders. 
Hellberg's Barbecue full-service catering option is still available for your next group outing. Soon, Hellberg will offer sandwiches and banana pudding at the grab-and-go markets inside the new Foster Pavilion. The future of Hellberg Barbecue includes a new building, bigger and better than ever, just down Highway 6 from the current location. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387 and at hellbergbarbecue.com. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. we we'll treat you like family. Find new roads. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids, and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank Central, Central National Bank, member FDIC. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Oh boy, more IRS changes this year. Frustrating, isn't it? Maggard Bookkeeping can help with more than 25 years preparing Central Texans tax returns. Go to maggardbookkeeping.com and bypass the stress. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. And I want to remind you, now, there'll be days, Cam, we may just hang on to him. I mean, today he's he's done well enough to just, he could just kind of go right into the evening with us. But most days he will uh, go three to five. 
and then we reserve the, the you know, it's kind of like uh, Carson when he would invite uh, comedians over to the couch. You say, hey, we want you to stay for the five. But right now, he's only, he's been in intense negotiations. His contract yeah, only Yeah, until I get paid him. overtime. <laughs> yeah, until they change that, we're not going to get him to go to 6 o'clock. So he'll stay with us until 5 o'clock. A reminder that at 520, my old Baylor fraternity brother, Good pal, uh, Grant McCaslin, who happens to uh, we'll co- we'll talk a little basketball. Mostly, I'll talk about you know when the, the Fiji's the Fiji's ran to campus. <laughs> now I got family <laughs> members going KOT of all things. Uh, got one pledging KOT as we speak. The Rags. Although I got great friends in that fraternity as well, and very uh, excited for my uh, nephew, but uh, we'll get into that because that's really, Cam, I've, I, I, I think Aaron knows as well, people really want to hear, um, you know, older gentlemen kind of talk about their fraternity days. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Matt, uh, I would much rather hear that than than some of the matchups that I think you guys will talk about. I'll just say that. <laughs> like, oh, how, how can you tell when Baylor's going to go from man-to-man to zone and how do you, uh, versus, hey, Grant, remember that time we had to run to campus? Clothing optional. Yeah, yeah we'll. Uh, <laughs> that's. I don't think the pledging is quite what it used to be. I don't think back so in either. The day, back in the day, they had to stop our pledge ship five weeks in because there was some gun. Not not my fraternity, <laughs> but in another fraternity, some gunplay. Some gunplay. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There was some. I mean, there was a lot of of craziness. I would love to hear how that factored in. I'd love to hear how that factored into the process. <laughs> some of your brothers uh, will have their firearms. Uh, it all. It was all brought down though by a Delta Tall Delta pledge. A Delt oh. told his parents, and I think the parents called Baylor, and then IFC or whatever we call them, they got involved, and then boom, it was over. And so for general, you know, forever since, like all the people who pledged us were like, well, they didn't really go all the way through. I mean, they're not. They didn't get shot at. Yeah, Yeah, they didn't treat us like full, full on members. I mean, it was very upsetting. Okay, um, Aaron, what do we have? Oh, by the way, heavily sponsored segment, Jim Turner Chevrolet. We're just talking about Jim. He and Brett Yormark were side by side the other night, courtside to watch uh, uh, Scott Drew get tossed. (laughs) Still crazy to even imagine the mild-mannered, the great guy that he is, the man who used to have like a curse jar. You know, you'd have to put money in if you cuss during practice. The man, he gets thrown out of the game. <laughs> I mean, it's just a weird, weird thing to have happen. Uh, Aaron, what do you have for us today? Washington has hired a familiar last name as their new defensive coordinator. It's Steve Belichick, the son of former Patriots head coach Bill Belichick, will be the new defensive coordinator at the University of Washington. Sources confirmed to ESPN, Belichick and his younger brother Brian were on (laughs) their father's staff with the New England Patriots this year. Something funny, Matt. This is so so toward... (laughs) Cam with all his Patriots ties. It always but comes back, man. I do think it's funny that the the it's like the 
the old man could not land the gig. I mean, the greatest coach of all time, but we're going to get Steve a job. Steve, Steve kind of has that In bullet. college, which Bill never did. Bill never coached in college. Yeah. It's interesting. I can't but believe he had, ties to, guy. he had ties to the Naval Academy. How yes. did Bill how, that's crazy that he never at least was a GA or something. That is weird. That's, he got his job basically as Ted Marshabroda's driver and Xeroxer uh, with the Colts, if I'm not mistaken, like 78. Or, or Denver for a year and then the Colts. I don't know. But, yeah, just started with the NFL and been yeah. NFL ever since. Is Steve viewed as kind of like a, uh, a Tommy Boy situation or do Patriots fans kind of you know, have some some respect for old Steve. He's been there for a while. Mm, called yeah. the plays the last three or four years. What's the what's the view of Steve? I think Steve is a good coach, and it's kind of it's a little divisive in New England whether he is or not. I mean, you can't argue the defense that they've put out there the last few years. The problem has never been the defense the last three four years without Brady. Uh, I will say the position group he focused in on the most, which was. Uh, safety defensive backs. I think if you had anyone else in there, they still would have been pretty good. I'll say that. But um, I think he, this is a great opportunity for Steven, who I think is a good coach and will be back as an NFL coordinator someday. I don't think this is just the last name. <laughs> Personally. I just think it's funny to see him, a Belichick, over on a college sideline. It's be like weird. It's just, and it not being Rutgers. That's where Steven, Steven did coach there as a GA, would just send guys to the Patriots. <laughs> it worked. They were the worst oh, team in the four. Power Five, but it worked. Yeah. Who was that? Who was coaching there? Was that Greg Schiano? Yes, he yes another Belichick, the Belichick guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, uh-huh. and they got some great players out of it. Uh, Devin McCourty and then, of course, way later, Jason McCourty, too, but... Uh, McCourty and uh, Logan Ryan, who led the team in picks a couple of years. They got some good players out of Rutgers, man. Do you think there's a chance, like, they at first they they accidentally hired Brian Belichick, but they said, no, no, we want Steve. Do you think? What does Brian do? Yeah, was, what is Brian up to? He is he's somewhere on the staff, man. I don't know. I don't know exactly what he does. Uh, I just know Steven was calling the plays. That's the one you saw the most. Does Steve uh, have a does Steve Belichick have kind of a mullet? Does he have long hair? Yes, yes, he does he does the mullet. By the way, I neither think- neither is listed neither are listed on um, Belichick's coaching tree on Wikipedia. I think people like Belichick's kids are sort of like pastor's kids. Like they want to be a little different, rebellious. So that was his way of kind of growing out his hair and having, you know, having it kind of look like that, kind of that weedy look that he has. But I hope he's really good for them. Uh, Just a thought I had, kind of a, yeah, weird. Yeah. You can't, that's a stereotypical thing, but the PKs can be. A little on the wild side. Not all of them, of course. Aaron, what else do you have? The Baylor students are loving to hear that, by the way. <laughs> Take it from me and Grant McCaslin. <laughs> the, new, <laughs> the new AP Top 25 is out. UConn, number one, received 45 first-place votes, follows the rest of the top five. Includes two Big 12 schools, North Carolina at three, then Kansas four, and Houston five. Baylor is 13, followed by Iowa State at 14, BYU at 21, and Texas Tech drops eight spots to number 23. So still you top know, 25 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 
I, yeah, I like that. I like that they kept him in there. This is a brutal conference because everybody can be looking great, and then you can drop two, and if you don't watch it, two can become four in a hurry. And Tech is staring down the barrel of a three-game losing streak mm-hmm. and coming to Waco. And so I think they're going to be playing with some desperation. They were not themselves against Cincinnati. They were missing a big-time player. There's some stuff going on with the uh, – yeah, that's going to be uh, that's going to be interesting. Okay, Aaron, be a really good test for the Bears. Really good test tomorrow. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They've not done well against desperate teams this year. We've got to, got to adjust. That's true. One game on the Big 12 men's basketball schedule tonight for Big Monday. It's an 8 o'clock tip-off on ESPN. Number four, Kansas travels to Manhattan to take on former Baylor assistant Jerome Tang and the Kansas State Wildcats. Kansas coming off their big win over at the time. Number two, Houston, Kansas State trying to avoid a four straight loss. Yeah, talk about a team that needs a win, huh? Just lost to Oklahoma State. <laughs> Oh, that's an ugly loss. Oh, that's not good. Did you see that crowd? There's nothing reporters love more than to, than to like, show an empty crowd. And sometimes they'll – I think the worst thing they do is take it, like, 30 minutes before tip-off or yeah. 30 minutes before kickoff because that's not an accurate portrayal. I mean, do that as they're kicking off and if it's a bunch of empty stands. But I, I think beat writers – in, in the media in general, love a good picture of of empty stands. And, boy, oh, yeah. Gallagher-Iba has had a lot of empties lately. Now, tell me again where this game is, this uh, this Kansas-Kansas State game. It's in Manhattan, so they will have the student section there to cheer them. Yeah. Try to I, cheer them to a victory. I like that. I like that atmosphere. Cam, the octagon of doom. I, I don't, I'm trying to think if what if I think that's tougher than Hilton Coliseum or not. Which right that, there. That's a tough. That's a tough group. Now the problem, of course, they. I think K State can totally win this game, but Jerome did what McCaslin's threatening to do. Jerome came out in his first season and went crazy and makes it to the Elite Eight. Now I don't know if Grant's going to do that. The only problem with doing that is you you raise the expectations like crazy high in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, like a three or four game losing streak feels like a disaster. When if you kind of ease into these things, it's like, oh, it's okay. He's got his head in the right direction. But uh, this is a big one. This is a big one for yeah, that brand, for that for that culture and and uh, and to get a shot at. I think that's big for K-State. Yeah, and I think they've got a good chance tonight, Matt, just because of that environment they put out, and we just know that every team can be got in this conference. And it's big because, by the way, there's five teams at the top of this conference with three losses. So if Kansas loses tonight, that's loss number four. And, uh, you know, Baylor is one of those teams with three losses. They play another one Tuesday against Tech. They just beat Iowa State. And so if Baylor wins and Houston wins and Kansas loses, then you've got two alone at the top, and it's Baylor and Houston. So, I mean, look, it can change every other day in this conference, and quite often it does, but that's what makes it so special. That's what makes it so special. I might take the Cats tonight. Why not? Coach Tang. What's that line? Uh, The Mason-Dixon. 
no. The line on that game, did you did you take a uh, peek? I mean, if no. you're going to – You know me. You're, you're I don't have – I don't have two pennies to rub together to put on FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and proud sponsor of Locked On Baylor. You've been a double job. You've been a double job guy for a while. Now you're really focused on on this gig. Good work today, and uh, look forward to seeing you on the over at Foster Pavilion. We call it the Plaza. We also call it Clifton Robinson Tower, <laughs> and um, and I love they've got some great graphics. On the side of that building now, it's just um, play it up. I yeah. I like it, man. You used to have an office in that building. I hope you can. I don't know if your key card still works over there, but I'd love for you to take us on a little tour of where you used to work. But uh, that's going to be great for the flagship station to be on the grounds of Foster Plaza tomorrow. Look forward to seeing you over there, Cam. I look forward to seeing you too, Matt. By the way, Jayhawks four point favorites. And if you don't mind, tomorrow I can I can give you as long as it's available for me to watch on ESPN Plus a full first Monday of the Bean Pot breakdown. Okay, the Bean Pot is hockey. Yes, college okay. hockey. The four yeah. Division One Boston teams. I am wearing my BU Terriers jersey right now for everyone to see on the raid. <laughs> okay. Well, if we, if we let those rogue fellas get a hold of us, they, they will be right back on the air. Like Drake literally could not function without every moment of his day being on some sort of camera. I mean, the man needs to be seen. One of the reasons I love this medium is because nobody knows what I'm wearing right now. I mean, now people are probably wondering, hmm. what does Mosley have on? Speculation's running wild now. What does, what does Mosley have on? No, nobody's ever... It's all about who you have on, not what you have on. How about that? Oh, man. That's so good. That is so nice. Oh, Kansas by four. Did you know that Kansas at home the other night? That was crazy. You know that. They were they, The other day, they were uh, an underdog for only the second time in 30 years at, at their place. And the other time, it was against Baylor in 2021, and the Bears did win that game. They were underdogs at home. I got to correct you, Matt. That Baylor lost that game. That was the they had won in uh, Lawrence the year before, and this was when they came off like the three week break. You remember that with the COVID? No. And they lost. I've got to. I've got to really go back to the books. I thought I was listening to the XM the other day. This the game, and I thought that's what they said. Okay, they probably got it wrong. I'm always the Matt Mosley ombudsman. I stand corrected. All right, Cam, thank you. Good work. There he goes, Cam Stewart, day one of his time. All right, we'll get back into a lot of what's uh, going on, a lot of NFL stuff uh, involving the Cowboys, this Dan Quinn thing I find fascinating, this new-look Commanders crew. And then remember, Grant McCaslin, the head coach for the Texas Tech Red Raiders, joins us at 520 straight up. Hi, this is Chuck Morgan of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the home of Baylor Athletics and Rangers Baseball. ESPN Central Texas. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 
8080. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. We've made it through the holidays and another gift-giving season is already here. Valentine's Day is fast approaching and if you're not sure what to give, come to Morrison's Gifts and let their 45 years of gift-giving expertise work for you. From candy to jewelry to plush animals to scents, soaps, and lotions, they've got you covered. They offer custom gift baskets and many grab-and-go items as well. And don't forget their huge selection of John Hart and Consuela bags and totes. Morrison Gifts is located near Jason's Deli at the corner of Waco Drive in Valley Mills. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. Combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, 
Barnett Contracting, Coriel Health, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Brazos Landing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Audi's Matt Mosley, the uh, 5 o'clock hour is upon us. And um, I tell you, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I want to remind you, we do have Grant McCaslin joining us at 520, the head coach of Texas Tech. And it's been fun to watch Grant's career at UNT. I love that he still brings up his like UNT assistant was Ross Hodge, and Ross is the the coach of UNT now. And you know Grant still constantly brings him up and talks about how great a coach he is. So I think that's um, I think that's a pretty good sign. Now the that's a great atmosphere out in Lubbock, and at that United Supermarkets Arena, and. I, I got that, that Bearcats team, Cincinnati, is impressive. I, I watched some of that game. I watched a little bit of the highlights from that game. And just, Aaron, when Cincinnati came to Waco, thank goodness, there's a guy named, you'll kind of know who I'm talking about. It's like Lacocious or Lacocious or something like that. And, and he didn't, Lacocious, he just didn't get it going against the Bears. But, man, he he did some stuff against the Red Raiders. And um, I, I just was – I just was very uh, – I was very impressed. I also liked that Wes Miller. I didn't know if I would. I didn't know if I would like that Cincinnati coach. I kind of know his background, and he's an interesting guy. I like how – I mean, he's a he, – he is not a – I mean, I, again, I think you, there's a happy medium between letting them just rolling the ball out there and letting them play, over coaching. But I kind of like watching him late in games because while yeah he'll let his guys do some stuff, man, he's coaching like crazy. Like uh, one of the things that stood out about John Jake is getting thrown into that situation the other night. He and AB were down there doing their thing. The whole staff really stepped up. Thought they all did a great job, but. I, I thought John did a particularly nice job of, like, subbing Ray J out on defense, you know, making sure uh, from a foul trouble perspective, from a defense, trying to get their best defense out there, all the things he was trying to do. And it, it really was working. And it didn't throw Ray J off or anything like that. He still made huge plays down the stretch. But John was, like, all over it. And John was about to call timeout, and I know why he was. Because what he wanted to happen on that late play, Aaron, was um, he he wanted Misi to get up there and set a pick around half court. And Misi wasn't there. And so he started to call timeout, and he called it off. He called off the timeout, and that's when Nunn just got rolling toward the hole. And thank goodness, nobody else came over there. They didn't get help. I guess they just trusted that whoever was on him. And he got him all the way to the hole, and he drew the foul and makes it, of course. And so, and then Aaron, the anxious moments after that guy, you know, for Iowa State, hits that three. And 
Aaron, you would have got a kick out of this. I was at my seat behind us in the media section. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of standing room only people back there behind us, kind of milling around. Just all, I mean, it's fine. I don't don't bother me. I like I like hearing from the crowd and all that. But Aaron, in that moment, I had a pretty good feel for it. Like I was in my. I don't always do this. I was kind of watching for that backboard light to go off, and I kind of I, I think I saw it. I mean, I hoped I saw it that he was just a little bit late getting that shot out of his hand because I thought I saw the light as he delivered the shot. And, of course, it goes in. And, of course, it, like, goes in off the glass. And they're (laughs) celebrating. (laughs) And, Aaron, you would have liked this. And, of course, I you don't you don't obviously don't cheer when you're in a press box or anything like that. So I wasn't doing that. Uh, But I did put my hands up in for the signal of wave it off because and it wasn't even like oh Mr. Baylor's up there no 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 that's I in that moment I thought I saw it and and so I kind of gave the signal for they're going to wave this thing off and so as I'm spilling out of there kind of let things clear up there's one woman back there and she and as I'm past her she says you got it right and, of course, this has been about two or three minutes have gone by after that, and I didn't – I'm like, oh, what do, you, what do you mean? She said, I saw you. I saw you give the no basket sign. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yes, yes. So she, uh, she was back there behind the media and, um, and was able to, uh, to see uh, I made that sign. So that, that was uh, – I just can't even believe. I know there are people in the media, and again, can I? Am I at every single game? No. Do I try to be at all the home games? Sure. And especially this new arena is just so much fun. But like, I, I, I cannot, I cannot imagine like having a credential and not going over there. And I know there are other people that right now would be dying to have a credential, and and just. The, the folks that aren't over there lately, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, these are incredible games. Triple overtime. And then the way this thing ended. And then much like the Walter, Jacoby Walter, three against TCU, Aaron, the nun shot, like, you know, the crowd went crazy. And then the crowd saw the official wave off that final bucket. And so then there was another celebration. Like, it's just... It's just fun to be in a venue where obviously it's new and everybody's all excited about it, but then it, that it's already that loud. Like, I, I think sometimes you kind of need to get in a venue, see how it's going to be, see how your fans react, see where are they in their seats. Blah, 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 blah. I think the shuttle system might be helping. You know why, Aaron? Because you can't arrive late. You can't do it. You got you got to get there, get the shuttle over, and get in place because there's not enough parking over there. So they've done a nice job of putting the parking at McLean or the Herd Welcome Center, all these places. Or you park downtown, park on the street. For I mean, I don't want to get in trouble with the city, but you know, you just there's a, there's a lot of places you can park and shuttle over. You can also go to the Brazos Landing, which is what I did the other night, and then I just kind of there was a bridge, pretty nice bridge, great view. I wish that side bridge on the access road over there uh, uh 
over the, the, the Brazos. I wish they'd turned the lights on that thing. I thought they had real pretty lights on that thing. I would like those to be on, and I think folks would feel a little bit safer. But uh, you can eat at the Brazos. I mean, I, Iowa State fans were there. Like, I got to say, that Brazos Landing pregame scene, that was something. I mean, that was a cool... That was a cool scene um, the other night, and so I I I was able to to go in there, and what I was looking for was those chicken fried steak sliders I've been hearing so much about. All right, so that's a uh, that's a good option there. But that they have a they have one bar that ha- you can see the water, and it's just kind of really neat, kind of it's a little bit screened in for the from the elements. But I, I think that's a very, very cool bar. And then the restaurant, they've got steaks and seafood and salmon. I mean, anything you could want. Anything you could want. They've got it. Shrimp. The whole, the whole shebang. Okay. Texas Tech head basketball coach Grant McCaslin joins us next. Baylor Bear basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears home in Foster Pavilion Tuesday hosting Texas Tech. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 8 p.m. tip-off Tuesday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. The Brazos Landing is where Central Texans go to enjoy upscale dining and delicious entrees, outstanding chef-inspired homemade desserts, and breathtaking views of the Brazos River. Their steak selections include Akaushi ribeyes and fillets, Central Texas' largest chicken fried steak, and braised beef short ribs. Fish offerings include Chilean sea bass, pan-seared salmon, ahi tuna, Texas snapper, and shrimp and grits. The Crescent City Chicken is a fan favorite, as is the Margarita Chicken. Selections from the Bayou include Etouffee, Jambalaya, and Mardi Gras Pasta. The Brazos Landing features the best outdoor climate-controlled dining deck in Central Texas. They're located near Baylor University in downtown Waco. And remember to park and walk to the new Foster Pavilion. For more information, visit thebrazoslanding.com. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 At Kalea Wealth Management, we believe in growth. Whether you're expanding your business or planning for the future, we're here to build a relationship with you and provide a clear path toward your financial goals because growing together is success. Kalea Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. 
Coriel Health has an all-star team of board-certified orthopedic surgeons, including the Matt Mosley Show sports injury expert, Dr. Lance Ellis. Whether your pain is from an old or new sports injury or everyday wear and tear on your joints, Coriel Health orthopedic team uses the latest minimally invasive technology, including an orthopedic robot to perform total knee replacements with unmatched precision. Call 254-483-KNEE. That's 254-483-KNEE. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan, you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley, now joined by Grant McCaslin. And uh, Grant, it's so fun, man. You're, you're in town or you're headed this way. Uh, I bet it's surreal to be coming back to a place you love so much. But obviously, you guys need a, need a win. Welcome back to the uh, Mosley Show. Used to be you joined me from UNT. Now it's uh, Texas Tech. I have a little harder time putting on that gear. I had no issue putting on UNT gear. Uh, Texas Tech gear, probably a bridge too far. I figured, Matt, but you know, you're one of the only people I do this for, though, so let's get this straight, man. We're coming back into town uh, for one reason, but I will make time for the one and only Matt Mosley. <laughs> Have you laid eyes on the pavilion yet? Are you? No, uh, other than just okay. TV, obviously, but man, okay. what a remarkable facility, and so cool to see uh, that whole process actually come to reality you know I mean with all the success that coach Drew has had and with the need for creating an atmosphere that I think is uh that matches the success I mean I couldn't be happier for coach you know he's very volatile these days uh I know you were busy the other day but he was tossed out of a game uh is that a more (laughs) volatile That never, almost never happened, did it, when you were coaching with Scott? Were you over there, like, keeping him from that back in the day? I mean, Scott is not known for having – now, he's, he gets with it, but to get kicked out of a game, I think, was shocking to, to all of us. 
Yeah, you you know he wasn't really tossed out of that game. So, <laughs> I mean, he may he may have had to exit it early, but he didn't really get tossed. He didn't earn that one, I didn't think. To go out for your first <laughs> time, that was probably the most anticlimactic way to do it. <laughs> you would have liked to have seen him at least wander out on the court or uh, and not just be a couple feet outside the coach's box? Yeah, not on, not on one knee. Uh, you know, in, in a in a very mild mannered approach, I'd rather him go ahead and throw a clipboard and something. But no, coach, you know, coach, he all, he wants to win. He knows that doesn't help the team, and he's one of those guys that feels bad about things like that. And there's nobody there's nobody that cares more about his team and giving them the best chance than Coach Drew. Have y'all been reminded of that recently, Grant? The um... The coach's box, I, I think I saw where there was a, maybe a memo sent out, and I don't know if somebody was, uh, surely it wasn't you, but if they had seen some violations of this, um, has that been, ha, was that like a point of emphasis over the last week and a half or two? Yeah, I mean, there was something that was addressed. It was obviously for, about guys being on the court, you know, when the game's going on, it felt like, but. You know, and, and it usually is a lot of things that lead up to something like that. And I, obviously, I didn't even talk to Coach about it. He did text me that night after the game, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't talk to him about you know what happened because I know Coach. He he's all about moving on and what, what's next. Do you take the guys over to the Farrell Center to show them where you used to do it? I mean, do you need to get them over there? And and by the way, do you? Do you address it with the guys at all? Like, we're, hey, we're going back to where I played ball, or do you just completely leave that alone? I mean, I would think they would think that was kind of cool. Yeah, no, they don't think that's cool. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> no, one thing, if, one thing if I made a difference. No, I, you know, it's such a great place, uh, and I've been back several times, you know, not just this year. I mean, I obviously got to be on coaches' staff and got to be around and got to be a part of so many great games in that building. But, you know, this trip's all about one thing, trying to figure out a way to give your team the best chance to win, and that's the focus. We're not we're not even trying to talk about anything else. What did you learn about your team the other night? I, I saw the headline, and, and you said something like, that's unacceptable. That was the big headline. And then I actually went and watched, and you were you praised your team quite a bit because you all were shorthanded missing one of your big-time players, and even some of your other guys weren't at full strength. So you know how the media can be, Grant. It was like I saw that headline. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Grant calling his team out. And then I listened to you, and I thought you were actually very complimentary of your team. I think you were just saying, hey, with this home environment, and, and we need to get this win. We need to win at home. I think that was probably your message. But – I did find that interesting that that was the big headline. You know, McCaslin says this is unacceptable. Yeah, well, uh, I think our guys know. I mean, we 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 approach this to win a championship. I mean, if you have any other any other purpose in this, then I think you're you're selling yourself short. So, how do you give yourself the best chance to win a championship? You have to win your home games, uh, and and we did have a chance. You know, we did we did give ourselves a chance. We, we did have some guys that are sick and do have some guys. So just trying to help them get at their best. But you know this, in college basketball and in any sport, I mean, the, the task at the hand is to find a way to win. 
And so ultimately, you know, when you talk about how you're going to do that, you got to talk about what the standard is. And the standard is you, you find a way to win your home games. Um, and I did think you know, our guys gave great effort. And that part is what you got to keep stressing that if you do the right things, it gives you the best chance. But, you know, in that game specifically, we, we didn't we didn't get it done. And I think we want the standard to be that we win championships at Texas Tech. And that was just the point. All right. And, and this Baylor team, what are you seeing? Quick turnaround. First of all, did you ever have anyone like Eve Meese? To me, he's a different kind of player. You all had great big men and even great scoring big men. But, like, this guy – is a little different, and it must feel like in this conference you see one of these seven-footers. I'm thinking about the one you just saw from Cincinnati, you know, almost like on a game-by-game -game basis. But this Eve Meese, I, I'm not sure Scott has had anyone quite like him. What are you, what are you seeing as you, as you prepare and, and, and kind of have watched how he's come along as a true freshman? Yeah, I mean, Matt, you've watched, you watched uh, the play for a long time, and and you know what it is in this league. I mean, if you can have rim protection, and I think back to our team here at Texas Tech that played in the national championship game, and we had rim protection on that team, and I do think it just helps with a lot of problems. The one place I've just been impressed with him, though, is I think his offensive game just keeps growing. I mean, his ability to make decisions with the basketball in the middle of the floor, um, you know, the way he can handle the ball, the way he's not turning the ball over, uh, but still involved in the offense, making decisions. I mean, he, he's, he's impressive because I think, you know, the obviously the physical talent and the size is impressive, but I think his, his ability to learn and how he's gotten so much better really is, is, uh, is a separator. And then when you look at Ray J running the team, they got a couple of freshmen that are really good. Got a little more depth uh, than even some of the teams you, you were a part of. And, and Scott doesn't always like to play a ton of guys, but he's trying to play a few. But I, it seems like you go as far as your point guard takes you a lot of times. And, and this is no different for Baylor because Ray J is, uh, I mean, he can be tremendous. And when he's good, uh, they really seem very efficient. Oh, no doubt. I mean, when you want to talk about great vision, he's got great vision. He sees the floor. He can finish around the rim. You know, he can make threes. I mean, he's a versatile guy. You know, he's, he's, he's different than I think the guys that Coach Drew's had because of his ability to get closer to the rim and do different things. You know, a lot of those guys that Coach has had at that point guard position make threes. Feels like he's even more comfortable, you know, getting in the paint. But his vision, his ability to see those ball screen reads, I mean, really impressive. And, you know, I think just their depth at guard play. I mean, you can't – I mean, you talk about Jacoby Walter, obviously significant. You know, they've even got Jalen Bridges making decisions in the middle of the floor. Langston loves playing off ball screens. And then Jay Nunn, I thought, has made some big plays in the last couple games. Um, and so, and just a really deep team that's – Got a lot of different tools, and you can tell it can be somebody different on each night that can help provide a lift to win a game. I I uh, I hope you get. You just have a little bit of case of coach's voice. I hope you're not under the weather. I I could see some maybe herbal tea in your future or something. You know, this this is well, Matt. Uh, let's be honest. 
I, we're not on the same team tomorrow night, so I wouldn't tell you if I wasn't. <laughs> I thought we were always on the same team. I mean, we. What about not, the not What about the fraternity? Night. Come on, let's no, not. Well, that's true, but you know what this is. Not for college days alone, as we say. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, Matt. You know I love you, man. I wouldn't be on this if I didn't. How much? How much of you? It seems like uh, Grant McCaslin, you have. Uh, really fallen in love with your team, not that you dislike any of your teams, but I heard you the other night you had a kid with you, and you're just like, as he left, you're like, man, that dude's tough. That dude's, that guy's tough. And, and, and even there's somebody who keeps coming off the bench for you, and I'm like, wait, that guy scored 27 off the bench? I mean, this is a really interesting team because I, I mean, you used to win some rock fights at UNT, and, and and suddenly, man, I saw some of these scores early in the season. I'm like, whoa. I mean, this is some up-tempo stuff. Like, what what has really jumped out at you about your players? Because I, I just know how you love toughness, and it does seem like you have some tough dudes. Yeah, I mean, we do. We're, we're These guys really are competitive now. It's just, you know, in, in the Big 12, size and athleticism really does make a difference. And how physical naturally are you over the course of the game really gives you a chance to win in those margins. And we struggle in that area. I mean, I'd be lying to you if I told you we didn't. I mean, we, we have a hard time rebounding the basketball. I mean, we will fight, but it, you know, the bigger you are and the more athletic you are, the, the more the ball bounces to you. And as long as you got scrap and we're scrapping, it's just, we're, we're at a, you know, we're, we're a little shorthanded as far as depth and size. And we're a little light, but man, do these guys have a have a real care for getting better? And I do think that's what this team could do as long as we can stay healthy in these last, you know, the last half of league play. I do think we can get better, and we can minimize some of those weaknesses, especially rebounding. But the more the more I'm around these guys, the more they fight, and it is a great offensive group. I mean, we can shoot, uh, we share the ball. And, you know, it, it really is just a matter of trying to figure out a way to improve those areas that we're not physically going to be able to dominate, which is team rebounding. I mean, we, our guards have to be great rebounders if we're going to win. And we struggled the last couple games in that area. When you, when you do that, what do you do to try to work on that rebounding? Because you don't want to wear them down completely, especially when you're a little – Sounds like you're a little thin or a little, you know, trying to get healthy and everything. Is it just you just got to kind of show them the film and go, hey, this is where you didn't block out? Because you're right, Cincinnati and some of those other teams will just wear you out on the offensive boards. How do you kind of attack that in practice, knowing some of your guys probably need some rest? Yeah, well, you know, it's a multi, you know, uh, faceted approach in that regard so you do watch film but we do a lot of pad work uh just and you know the, the the less you're in rotations the better chance you have of being in position to have likes for rebounding so i think our defense at the point of attack has to continue to improve our ball screen defense in the middle of the floor has been a struggle um so when you're in rotations you just give up those advantages and in, in rebounding so trying to trying to do a better job there and then we do, and we work on it. So it's not going to be, it's not going to stop. I mean, there's not a practice that we that we have that we don't have three 
three rebounding drills uh, as a part of it. And they're brief. They're not long. But we, we do one-on-one, you know, we do uh, two-on-two and a lot of pad work just to, to maintain that physicality without putting body on body. So, you know, we're doing just about everything to try to figure it out. Is Pop remind you at all of, uh, I know they're different players, but like Tyler Perry, who you had, loves to – loves the moment, live for the moment. Pop Isaacs, I mean, you know, you never know where he may pull one from. And I'm sure you've had players where you said, okay, that's a little deep or whatever. But when you have shot makers, is Pop a little bit wired like that? It does seem like in those huge moments he really wants the ball. And uh, I think I watched the end of that game the other night and may have – he'd had a floater that um, certainly had a had a great shot, but it just – is he a little bit wired like Tyler in that respect? He's not a little wired. He is wired that way. I mean, he's he's tough. He's competitive. He's fast. Um, he has the ability to take and make difficult shots. He actually can really pass. Uh, there's not a lot he can't do. I think the key to it is, though, is just the recognition of when and how to do it. You know, that that's what makes the greats great. And I think you can feel a squeeze and feel like you have to save the day. And I think those are the ones we got to help try to eliminate. But you can't, you don't want to take everything away from that. You want to give them some freedom. And I think early in the year, he was pushing a little bit. And then we got, let's take the Oklahoma game, for example. I mean, he made some big plays and made some big shots, but his recognition and his passing at the end of that game was what I thought was the difference. And that's why I'm telling you I'm seeing some some real growth. He he really wants to win. And it's not about, hey, let me see how I can score to win. And I do think the great ones start to recognize like what's our what's our best chance tonight to or today to give us give us the win. And I will tell you this, he's really embracing that. And we got a good group too. So, you know, when you got Kerwin Walton and and Chance McMillan, who are two of the best three-point shooters in the country, and Joe Toussaint, who's literally one of the toughest guys I've ever coached. And the other one, you know who it is, J.J. Murray. But mm-hmm. shout-out to uh, the the assist from Matt Mosley. But, you know, I mean, he's just playing with some really great players, and so you don't have to save the day. And I think he's really starting to recognize his spots and when and how to do it. Highland Park game the other night against Lake Highlands. I'm there at the gym, and in walks J.J. Murray, who's about to was about to leave for Carlsbad, California. Had his girlfriend. I met his girlfriend. Really nice, and uh, and there he is. He's about to head off there because he's an engineer, you know, with Callaway Golf. So yes, that is a player both you and I love. And uh, but it was fun to see him, Grant, because uh, and he is your biggest fan. Like there's no. There's never been a moment where he didn't think y'all were going to win or when y'all would enter one of those Conference USA or whatever conference, you know, we're going to – he just knew it. Like, in his mind, y'all are always going to go on a run. So, anyway, he's still, even now, bragging on you. And, of course, now he's a huge Texas Tech fan because, um, you know, he wants y'all to, to beat everybody. Of course, that hurts my feelings, but he's, uh, he's, he's Team Grant. Yeah, well, I mean, it is one of the most remarkable stories I've ever coached. I mean, he walks on for us and was an invited walk-on, but I recruited him really hard. His character, and you vouched for him in so many different ways. But, like, when you're around him as a person, you can't ever underestimate someone's fight and what that does for 
their ability to impact winning. And I'll never forget at Mississippi State, we're getting beat. We can't guard the ball. And I'm like, we're putting J.J. Murray in, you know. And he was just a walk-on at the time. We play him. Next thing you know, we 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 don't stop playing him. And the, he was a part of the most wins in school's history and multiple seasons and NIT championships and conference championships and NCAA tournament games wins. I mean, just really was, you know, pound, pound the most, um, had the most impact on our program of anybody and really just an awesome story. And you know him, he's a tremendous player and a tremendous person. Will you and Scott like hang out the night before a little bit or visit just before the game? I know like you're saying complete business trip. You can't be in there thinking about when you used to, you know, hang out with Mosley on campus or anything, but how do you, how do you kind of handle that? Cause this is a, pretty huge moment when you know, somebody from you know his staff comes back and I think he's getting tired of all y'all showing up in the Big 12 it's like three different teams you know have prominent guys from his tree uh how do you how do you kind of handle that because I'm sure it's great to see him but again you don't want to you don't want to get involved in thinking too much about all that well Matt it's his fault so if he wasn't so good then we wouldn't be where we are so <laughs> um, no, I love coach. I, I mean, we won't, we won't hang out. I mean, it's it in the time we'll play pickleball. I hope this summer at some point, um, and we'll go fishing. But when you get in these moments, I mean, if you're not doing everything you can every second to give your ch- team a chance to win, then I think you're cutting it short and we'll have time to hang out at a later time, but I'm not, I'm not looking to try to get together with him that for anything. And, and, uh, and, you know, I, I feel for Coach, honestly, in this, because he's the reason why we're all in such great positions and we have such great opportunities and we, we know what this league is. And, you know, he's such a caring guy that I think he – I think this really wears on him, honestly. And I'm not just saying that. You know, I'm, I like to speak candidly. And yeah. I think Coach is one of those guys that really cares about people genuinely, you know, and – you know, this is, I, I don't, I, don't, I think people underestimate how difficult this is for coach Drew, you know, um, to, to be a part of this. And it is hard for us too, but I think we're still trying to earn our stripes, you know, and we're still trying to keep getting better. So I think that there's, there's not a lot, uh, you know, things we can hang our hats on, you know, mm-hmm. Tang obviously had an unbelievable year last year and coach Mills is doing an unbelievable job with a tough situation at Wichita, but, and you know, there's there's all kind of so many great people like Coach Driscoll, and you know he, he he connects us all all the time. But when you get to these games, I just think it's best to focus on your team and what gives you mm-hmm. the best chance to win. Is he have a lot of range? He's he's a few years older than you are. He's at least got you by like oh, about five or six years. Pretty good range with pickleball, and do do his tennis skills translate pretty well on the on the pickleball court? Well, I'll be honest. We haven't played in a long time, so I would anticipate. But we talk about it often. I would anticipate his his, uh, his skill level is better than mine. Uh, but when we played the last time, he hadn't played. So, and that was the only time we played. So, I think you know him. He's the best ping pong player I've ever played with. And so, and I know he's a great tennis player. So pickleball ain't gonna be a problem for him. We'll have we'll have a pretty good we'll have a pretty good battle. I would anticipate him being better mm-hmm. at this point. All right, and any ticket situations with you? Um, obviously, I've got my media stuff, so I'm not trying to hit you up. Uh, 
any college pals or any Baylor friends? Have you, are you have you handed that off to somebody? I don't know how many. This is a new play, new pavilion, so even the head coach can't get a ton of tickets. I wouldn't think. Have you got that all handled? Uh, you know what? It's a work in progress. If you if, you know those are the things. <laughs> that's why you have such a great staff. I do have such a great staff, and so they handle a lot of that for us. But no, we're in a good place. I mean, I do I do know there's a lot of people that want to get in the game. So and tickets are hard to get. So that's a credit to coach and all the Bears for making that place such a great place to watch college basketball. But, yeah, I, I think people are having a hard time, so I've had quite a few people reach out. I imagine you want to get the kids in the building and just kind of get them familiar with it and all of that. But, again, in the portal, you get so many new players They're coming from other conferences, and some of them are coming within the conference. So it's probably not as big a deal as it would have been in the past, right? I mean, there, some of those people would have been playing, although Toussaint's played in all the arenas now. Uh, so, but I, I, how important is that though, to get in that gym, get some shots up with a, with a new venue like that? Well, I mean, I think it's hugely important. I think any kind of familiarity with the facility is helpful. And I think anything that you can get reps in where you're actually going to play a game is a big deal. That's why home court advantages are partially, you know, familiarity and part of atmosphere, but yeah, no, we'll, 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 we're excited about getting in there and getting some shots up a couple of times and trying to get best prepared to play uh, in the pavilion. Okay. They had some chants the other night that did not sound Baylor-like. I just want to warn you, the students are down there on top of you now, so just kind of, you know, tune them out the best you can. But uh, the group, uh, some of the things they were saying were not what we would hear over at Columbus Avenue or or uh, any of the churches you may have attended, Woodway or wherever you were plugged in. Uh, so just keep that in mind and just, you know, I think, you know, put the chairs out kind of, on the court, you'll be fine, okay? Hey, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it any different than be a hostile environment. That's what it should be. So I'm excited about, I'm excited about being in there and the opportunity to compete. You know that. Well, thanks for doing this. You know, when y'all lost a couple, I thought, golly, I don't want to. I, I need to leave them alone. And you know, I'm incapable of doing that. So I, uh, I appreciate it, Grant. And it'll be great to see you tomorrow night. All right. Yeah, Matt, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a big fan, brother. Good to talk to you. All right, there he goes. Grant McCaslin, head coach of those Texas Tech Red Raiders. And um, have known him for a long time. And, you know, it's – I mean, he, he loves Scott like no other. I thought he made an interesting point, though, Aaron. I, I think it does wear on Scott the fact that – I mean, they don't love these – Sometimes you're like, oh, man, that's fun to go against old coaches. Sometimes they'll, like, schedule games against old coaches, stuff like that. Scott's never been like that. He doesn't really like dying to schedule a game against Paul Mills at Wichita State in non-conference. He has no choice but to play Tang and McCaslin. And because of the way Scott's wired, like, he's so proud of these guys, but he's also, like, he just they're, they're brothers to him. And so it's just kind of – it's just not a a very comfortable – all the coaches handle it differently. Like you would think sometimes coaches game day wouldn't talk to anybody or just have this total – and I know a couple of Baylor assistant coaches that, man, they would have no problem at all hanging out and spending a little time in the locker room or something with Grant before the game. Now, some of them are a little different, and they get crazy locked in. But, you know, just like – I, I was. I remembered a story. I was reminded 
Coach Jacobs got the Gonzaga job with Mark Few, which was a huge thing for his career. Grant was one of the ones, like, pushing for him and helping him land that. Well, then he comes back to Baylor, and, uh, and of course, that's been huge for the Bears. And who was – he and A.B. were leading them down the stretch the other night. So, Grant has been helped a lot. And then Grant got his first coaching job before Jerome. Tang. So in a in a weird sense, he kind of leapfrogged Jerome. But I promise you, when he was at UNT, I, Jerome and I would be talking about something, and Jerome would say, "Yeah, I'm I'm on whatever that Flow TV, Aaron, which none of us have ever even known how to get on, right? Uh, I'm on Flow TV, watching Grant, watching Grant, you know, coach at, at UNT. Could have been a little bit because." And, and that's interesting what Scott said the other night, talking about how these guys, A.B., Jacobs, others, have had some opportunities already to be head coaches. And it's just for whatever reason not the right fit or they, you know, have decided not to. But um, I hope they'll keep sticking around. I, I, think that would be a, I think that would be a really good thing. Aaron, let me know when we need to land this thing because it's, it's been a great day. And, um, okay. Good. I uh, th- we just had so much today. Cam has joined up with us, Cam Stewart, and will be with us from three to five each day. And uh, Cam is a fun dude, and he and Drake used to do some stuff. Uh, but boy, Drake leaned on him heavily. I mean, Cam is very funny and very knowledgeable of sports, and so he's he watches all these games. He's way into it. And, uh, in fact, he was the one digging in, getting all the background on this officiating crew the other night. That was so bad. And uh, now, again, I stopped short. of I like to kind of know about them and know their history. I don't ever want fans or to encourage, like, reaching out to them somehow. I've seen it happen to officials. And I've seen people get their home number, their cell phone, and that's an ugly way to go about it. But uh, I understand it. The other night was a big moment in Mac Rhodes feeling the need. He's not he, – now, he is wired to uh, – he's got a temper, and he's very, very passionate. But that, that the other night was a statement about we, we, I need to say something because this was out of hand. This thing was out of hand, and the conference – and even if I get fined or whatever – that's okay. That's okay. This needs to be pointed out. And I think that was important to him. And, and I've talked to other people within Baylor. They were very happy he did it. I haven't talked to President Livingstone, but I'm sure she and Brad are huge fans. And um, I saw their seats the other night. They're having a great time at the Foster Pavilion. Thank you to everybody. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Cam. We've had a great day. We'll line it up, do it again tomorrow, starting at 3 o'clock, live from the Foster Pavilion Plaza. Good night, everybody. It's time for today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround, exclusively on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 basketball in today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround. Coming up, we'll look back at a wild weekend in the Big 12 Conference. No game wilder than Baylor's 70-68 win over Iowa State in Foster Pavilion on Saturday. Details straight ahead on today's Modern Media Big 12 Shootaround.
Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit BrunerAuto.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto Family at BrunerAuto.com. Your family since 1928. Visit the new spirit store at the Herd Welcome Center. Open Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Shop premium brands like Nike, Johnny O, and more at the all-new spirit shop inside the Herd Welcome Center. Come see why Green Eye Associates is voted best in Waco year after year. Enjoy exceptional service and care from Dr. Leanne Green alongside her dedicated optometrist and staff. Receive trustworthy insights on your eye health. Enjoy the impressive variety of contacts and eyewear and work with the most experienced optical team in Waco. Don't miss the new state-of-the-art dry eye therapies that rejuvenate the eyes and face with safe, non-invasive treatments to restore comfort and quality of life. Green Eye Associates, official optometrist of Baylor Athletics. Baylor Scott and White South.